Hello, everybody, and welcome to Plat Chat Valorant episode 168. We've got me, we've got Mimi, we've got Sliggy, we've got TMV, we've got special guests coming in later, and I'm running out of breath already. Uh, we we got no sleep. We've been streaming for 45 hours a day. We've been watching every single VOD, every single region. Our minds are, are filled to the brim. My brain is hot. I can feel my head overheating. My head's overheating. But we're good. we're still bringing you a platform episode because we care about you and we love you all dearly and we all need and you need to give us money now <laughs> because of that. So uh, let's 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 get the, the well first of all actually I'll do the I mean how, how Sliggy how good have you been doing? <laughs> how am I doing? I'm I'm doing good. Um, it's been it, it's weird going from like six months of nothing to just the most jam packed schedule you could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. It's so so weird. Started it off with like a Pacific five hour tech pause as well which is really cool um, <laughs> so yeah it didn't really go great but um yeah we're getting there at least uh at least we're almost done with it yeah and got some good games. we're almost done and then it's a week and then madrid starts and then it's less than a week and then the regular season starts again and then it's and then <laughs> yeah yeah well, well yeah tmv how you doing i'm feeling very connected to you brent to be honest because uh I now know that both of us, when asked on command in front of a lot of people, will do a gritty and do it very really? badly. Because you yeah, you did one when? Oh, I did one a while back. My chat was just like, "Do it," and I just, I just <laughs> did it. And now I know that you, you too, oh. give in to the peer pressure of someone just saying your name and saying, "Do a gritty now." That segment was chalked because we we were doing a halftime segment with four of us, and you have like a minute to talk. And so the only thing I did was the gritty. I didn't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even provide any analysis. It was just just Mitch shouting at me. Um, but no, we're all we're all cooked. We're all overheated. We've watched far too much Valorant in a short amount of time. But um, uh, that's what we're here to talk about because we missed an episode last week. So we'll start with Pacific. That's the region. We got to get started with this because listen, we got we got a lot to get through. Um, and uh, the first topic we're just going to slot this straight in is the big one. It's uh, it's DRX. They failed to qualify for a global event for the first time since 2021 when you consider them to be like vision strikers as well. Um, massive surprise, massive upset, maybe. I don't know if you guys hold that opinion, to be honest, because you might have watched their, their earlier games and uh, not felt too hot about them. Um, but, you know, a lot of us are very critical of this team making changes into the offseason, getting rid of Zest and RB and, uh, and bringing in Foxy9, who's untested on a big stage. They kept subbing them out for playoffs didn't have that experience um do, do you guys i mean sliggy do you think that 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 really harmed the chance of drx here or are there some deeper rooted issues uh yeah i think so it, it did feel like just kind of the the first initial struggles of, of a team especially with like putting like the roles is the big the big thing mm -hmm. for me the roles are just like kind of all over the place there's a lot of pressure on foxy nine to just fill this flex which is like for sure that one of the hardest roles at the moment with, with especially where the matter is at the moment it's all over the place sometimes you're, you're gonna be like at a duelist or a, or a viper or like yeah or you could be on a ko so yeah for him yeah. i i feel like he's um it's ups and downs with him to be honest like i actually don't know what i'm gonna get with him um it, it does like the consistency isn't there it feels like his his viper isn't too comfy that's like the main criticism i have um it definitely feels like a step back for hopefully in the future like two steps forward um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see in terms of like positives, like flashback is, uh, I mean, he's looking great. Oh yeah. Like he, he's fragging heavy. like, I, I saw that interview where he just said like, I'm going to be the biggest fragger or something in Pacific. And I was like, okay, sure buddy. Like whatever. And then actually you like, I'm with paper X and say that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. You're looking around like, damn, there's some, there's some big dogs here, but, um, dude, he's, yeah, he's, he's a talent. Um, he's, he's impressed me a lot. So 
yeah, I think I think this is a step back for the hopeful two steps forward in the future. So we'll see. I'm not like I'm not too worried about them. I yeah, guess. yeah. I, I think DRX is like the thing we always harped on for the last like eternity was DRX had one identity and one style, and they kept playing to that, and they kept repeating the same mistakes over and over again of like this two set style. And then they come in here, and I feel like they have broken that for the first time, and they really do look like, to some extent, a new team, in that they're going back and making a lot of the the mistakes that you wouldn't normally expect from this squad. Like, the Gen G series, a tragedy in the amount of ant, of eco rounds and clutches that this team was was losing. It was unfathomable. But... I'm not I'm I'm with Slicky where I'm not super doomerism about it. I, I think that they absolutely needed a reset. In my opinion, it's better to have a bad tournament at kickoff to have time to actually build something with a new roster and try and reinvent yourself than keep doing the same stuff over and over again and continue to qualify to international events and be mid. You just reminded me of this game, to be honest. I this is the thing with Pacific. <laughs> I've watched so much Valorant in the past couple days. The, like, the Pacific Games, the final was two days ago. It feels they, like it was from 1993. Just, just imagine a sheriff, and imagine Genji, and now think about Charon, and think about the amount yeah. of rounds that he stole. Uh, this game, but you reminded me, this game, I think they lost four 5v3s. Yes. I think if you yes. go on, like, the, yeah. the first kills to first deaths for DRX, they destroyed Genji, on, specifically yeah. on Lotus, like... It was it was horrendous. How did they fucking lose this game? Top was <laughs> one and nine in Whoops. first kills to first deaths on Lotus. And they yeah, and it was wasn't yeah. even close. Yeah. And DRX won a pistol as well. It's like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> How is this 13-8? It was absolutely insane. And yeah, I'm kind of with you completely though with what Sluggy said. Like I was gonna say the exact same things. Foxy9, Viper, ooh, especially considering you placed like maybe two players who could play Viper. You know, that's not that's not yeah. ideal, maybe. Um, but yeah, uh, the thing is, uh, the rest of the team as well, though, it was it just feels like, yeah, it's just, you just get the feeling of stagnation with them. Like, you just feel the stagnation. And maybe they can, you know, get better as the season goes on. What? And, you know, you feel, you feel stagnation because for, for, for me, I, I feel like I, I see this as I was kind of more with what Sliggy was saying, where like, it feels like they aren't succeeding, but in a very different way than previous. That kind of ha gives me some glimmer of hope that they're that they can actually like see room to be better, even if they were bad this tournament. Do you feel like it's like more of the same, or I I, I still feel like there's there's a still a bit of the same of like DRX in big games, you know, get into situations that you feel like oh they're gonna do it this time they can win you know mm -hmm. and then they don't and sure this is a stage that normally they've been good at right this is normally the stage that they're fine in but maybe those newer players you know aren't used to it although yeah flashback is just good like he's just good he's not the problem at all i don't think um but i, I still don't know right and i feel like for pacific and we'll talk about the rest of the teams as well that you know with t1 and then gen g now as well maybe looking like you know they can actually compete with the top dogs as well you know was it the drx I, I don't know, like, they haven't, they are kind of at a similar sort of level maybe to last year, but now there's other teams that, you know, can actually beat them, right? Whereas last year they could, they, last year they could have done anything and they would have qualified, right? Because they were just better. But this year, clearly that's not going to be the case, so. Do you think there's other teams, other teams in Pacific have gone up to their level rather than them? I think specifically down? two teams have gone up to their level and, the, and Pacific are, <laughs> like, 
we'll get into the other teams as well. I think the whole of Pacific actually hasn't been that great. I haven't been that impressed with mm. the majority of the teams. Specifically, Genji and T1, I think, look decent and, and, you know, have improved. But I think that that's a worry for both DRX and PaperX, as we'll get into it, that, you know, they can't just, like, be doing whatever they want and expect to just be fine. Because now maybe they have some competition. Yeah, I mean, have, it is, uh, like, the first time ever that Pacific has not just been, like, a two-team-only region. Like, we are finally free from a guaranteed DRX PaperX final every single time. That's very true. Also, good news, especially for you, Bren. I've seen you've been a little bit critical of this in the past. We're getting some uh, permy timeouts within the first five <laughs> really? rounds. Yeah, dude, first five a rounds. smile on his face. Yeah, big change. No big more change up. paychecks. That's yeah, awesome, he's getting he's getting involved. I think I saw it twice as well. So it's not like mm. it was a one off. Then so. again, they didn't they didn't make it to the tournament. So maybe that's maybe he'll learn not to again, and they'll <laughs> think that was that's what went wrong. That's the correlation. <laughs> Termi was just yapping in their ears, and they're just like, "God, when will this timeout end? We just want to play, play bad." Oh. Yeah, I I have some concerns really about Pacific as a region, and mm. it's mainly just with the changes that DRX and PaperX have made. It feels like the region as a whole has has leveled down almost. Whereas you look, I've I don't know, I've been watching a lot of EMEA in the last twenty four hours, and a lot of Americas because I've been working it. And um, those regions, it feels like that there's a ton of parity. Like the floor has been raised quite significantly. And even teams that we weren't expecting anything of have been able to reach quite high peaks. But with DRX making changes and with PaperX still struggling to kind of fit Monier into a lot of identities, which I mean, I guess we can Ooh, move on Monier. to PaperX too. Yeah, I mean... Again, okay, he's been watching the, a lot of French. EMEA vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of K-Corp. <laughs> the, uh, well, how are you supposed to pronounce his name? Monier? That's how we've been doing. I mean. oh, yeah, I'm just too, how... I'm too French pilled. I have been watching a lot of K Corp. K Corp was the last, <laughs> last. I mean, uh, Jim, Jim K Corp, uh, Jim Francais, uh, Allez Francais, Allez Blue, oh, Allez Blue, Let's go, let's go, let's get the French viewers riled up. I learned about five words in, and then we're parler? like, what's another French word? Yeah, French words. one year of French in year seven. <laughs> Of which I turned up to every the lesson. The Gloucester late, public I... school system going crazy right it now. Failed me. <laughs> <laughs> Have we passed five minutes? Uh, TMV already swore. Uh, I already crazy. swore. Ah, uh, well, it fucking failed me. <laughs> it failed me, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, PaperX. PaperX qualified for Madrid. But should we be concerned? That's the topic title here. But um, I mean, it, it leads in nicely, I think, into just the general topic of. Yeah, I I personally felt like when I was watching, I watched a lot of the like a bit of the top four games here in Pacific, and it felt like the overall level had gone down a little bit. The ceiling had gone down almost from the changes. I don't know if you guys agree with that, um, but it's it felt like the case with PaperX because I mean I I had very high expectations as a team that's made the finals of uh, of a lot of tournaments and they've made deep runs in the past and they have uh, big shoes to fill. You know, with Jing yeah. ended up not leaving. I I think for for PaperX they have been. The king of the castle for eons. They've been they have been rich. They've been eating their cake. They've been happy. They've been joyous. What does that give them? Every every playoff game, you can pick a random comp, and as long as you have like two solid ideas for some good util combos that work off of it, and a couple like really cool execs that are gonna take teams by surprise, you can use the surprise factor and you can use just the insane skill of your players to own everyone else in the league. All good. Switch around your comps. Show up to international events. Be chilling. 
But now, finally, there is a lot more competition. And to me, watching some of these games from Paper X, I, I feel like for the first time, like, honestly, since, like, the beginning of last year Pacific season, I kind of saw them getting exposed a little bit, where I feel like going a little too crazy with some of these ideas sometimes. Like, oh, Mimi. Yeah. They've only got one comp that works, and it's three fucking duelists together. That's the only <laughs> map they can win is when they play three duelists. They've but gone that's the opposite not way. the solution. It's play a normal <laughs> comp, please. What well, I said in an interview, right, that they tried to they played this initially with the sky, and then they found it was just getting outvalued. So then they threw in the yours. <laughs> yeah, and then it's working. Which is I just love the that most one. Paper breaks together. That's so when funny. It, when they're literally like the sky's not working and they're like right well how how do we replace that we need information <laughs> no we don't we need a flash no. just get in there. Just get the in there. he's a drone every round but that is the paper x way it worked last year for them as well with I mean, you know oh let's get rid of our idl and bring in a correct jet player that will that will work surely okay, but then but it the did. Thing is, it, 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 it did we have to remember it did not work at first paper x did not start the year excellent like they got caught for trolling before they like made those adjustments yeah. and and ended up being goaded for the end of the year and i feel like they're again they're they're like a every year they are an egg hatching again a child reborn that is again in their experimentation phase they're dying their hair black they're getting a crazy tattoo they're trying some drugs and it's a bunch of triple tools <laughs> and they go a little too far with it but it's also paper x and i feel like at this point you kind of have to give the credit that you think they're gonna reel it back in but also i don't know man because some of the stuff i was watching was just ridiculously silly Oh yeah, and, and but it's like it's like our worst nightmare because you're looking at this and you're like, well, this is a done this is a done game, and then they like actually have like a few little smart things that they're doing with it to cover up like the the actual errors of the the comp itself, yeah. and you're like, no, it's oh, literally they're, like they're we have our like work. three ideas with it, yeah, and like nothing else, but we're good enough that we just make that work. Yeah, that is sick because they were like losing a heaven control, and then they would have this new wall, and then every single time they would just like flank, they would wall yeah. up onto the get up a heaven, and they would just pinch onto a heaven with just everyone. And you're like, actually, I think it was Devi was just like just walling up and yeah, just sending was. it through. And I'm like, actually, on the server on itself, like this is gonna work. And then they changed it up next game, and I'm like, wow, they're somehow like they're doing they're doing enough that uh these comps that shouldn't be working, like they actually have good thought behind them, even though it is like a week. And I think that's like a lot down to alex um yeah it being able to pull that off but but they yeah somehow they're just getting crazier and crazier it was it, they were triple controller on breeze triple ju triple duelist <laughs> on split like it is no duelist on sunset that, i mean no, wait, well, I, I, I want I to like i want to defend that yeah i want yeah, to no, defend I that like I, it, I but it's just good. on paper rex you're like why okay, the fuck yeah. are you doing this that's true yeah and I, I liked i was looking at the sage and then and then i come to seeing the wall over towards b and i'm like oh actually this is this is really good because because <laughs> i was thinking i was literally going to my chat the whole time i was like guys they can't go b they have no duelist this is the only choke point you're going to see them take over mid take over a and, and then literally i just see them just go b every single round and i'm like well <laughs> they're doing the thing that they shouldn't be able to do and they're just walling off the right side so they have some they have some really good thought around comps that um Again, like I said, in theory, have weaknesses. Um, the one thing that did worry me, especially in this Gen G game, is they were getting out jeweled, and I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw that, to be honest. Mm. So that, that's that's like the one thing where I'm like, wait, yeah. these guys are one for one, just losing most of the jewels. That's that's mad. The, well, um, that, that worries me. I feel like Paper X are the kind of team. I mean, like we've already said, they just they're they're wacky comps, and they have a few semblance of ideas, but the firepower gives them the false positive they're like I, they're, they're, that's my personal theory for navi of last year 
with Navi's crazy <laughs> fucking comps. And then I, I, I was just picturing like in the scrims, oh, I bet they're just dominating because of a lot of the individuals. Like Sigetsu and Xiao, still good players. Um, and I think it just leads them astray. But Paper X, they just don't, they... I, I love the fact that they never default into standard stuff, to be honest. I really do. Because some of the ideas really hit. Like their old Ascent comp with the Rainer that Carmen Core yeah. copied. Oh, I love that comp so much. It's dear <laughs> to my heart. It is dear to my heart. It's They had such a cool um, look sometimes. They just they just stumble upon gold um, every now and then. But you're right. There's concerns there because when the firepower is missing, it, it seems to just crumble away. And Gen G have stepped up massively in that department. I, I would say it's one of the sole reasons they've been able to take so many wins because at a, a very surface level, I mean, we can move on to Gen G as well with them winning the kickoff and everything else. At a very surface level, I'm watching this team and I'm not seeing anything too special to call it a munchkin. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but the fucking individuals of players like Texture, like Caron, like like uh, Media at times, just everybody stepping up and having these massive, massive moments uh, were just making these unwinnable rounds winnable. And um, at the end of the day, you get shot, you die. That's Valorant. You know, like you know, that's literally the game distilled down to its purest form. I can't argue with that. I, that, that clip is going to live on forever now. Yeah, and it is, it is what you're saying. It is it is the individuals like they have they have good basically they have good good fundamentals. They they're, they're pretty good spacing a lot of the time. But if I'm just going back to a lot of these, it is them just taking turns of right who's gonna who's gonna like one v three this round or who's gonna in a three v five situation who's gonna get three to bring it back to, into like a two on two. Like they're insane. <laughs> they were literally just taking turns. It's like even Lackier was like relatively quiet, and then then it's just like he just gets like two back to back like one v threes or something, and you're just like man, how is like this team has just come. To together and it's just so perfect at the moment they look so strong um i i agree i, I think like the callings it's not like outstanding but i don't think it needs to be at the moment they're just doing all the basic all the fundamentals and and everything it's just like we lose map control we take map control and we and we win the jewels and then dude, I, you just can't cut them out of any rounds like you yeah. actually can't yeah. even like even like the the new guys that they're just coming in here like uh karen as well is, is just a god and then a meteor um it is just like really standing out to me as well and, and textures just opening so much up like he's fearless he does he does some mad stuff as well so yeah I, I, I like this team i was not like on paper i was always like this could be one of those like dark horse upset teams i didn't think it would look anywhere near as good as this they look they look great like they look like the best aimers in pacific and, and that's yeah that's yeah. scary it's... i was thinking about like the the question of someone asked me the other day like who do you think the best controller in the world is and I feel like a lot of you know the old kind of controls that you think about normally in that kind of thing. You think, eh, are they are they still at the very top? I was thinking like, what if Karen just becomes like the best controller player in the world? Like just <laughs> that's actually real as shit. Like he just could just straight away just be because he just wins so many duels that he's just standing there and it's just like they come to him. It's just like one, two, three. Like it, it's unbelievable. And yeah, I I completely agree with everything you guys have said. Like. They don't, you know, they don't play, like, the weird comps. They don't, you know, they they don't, like, do anything that maybe, like, completely blows you away other than just, like, every so often. Oh, here's Texture. Oh, 4K again. Okay. Here's Karen. <laughs> 3K. Nice. Good good round, guys. Like, they must just be like, oh, yeah, your turn. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Meteor's going to hop on Killjoy this round. He gets four. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Even Munchkin, like, he's calling, and he's just, high, like, probably some of the highest fragging we've seen him doing. It's like, damn, like, just everyone. Just every single one of them just looks incredible. I am yeah. really excited to see how they're going to match up against international competition, because I feel like what's kind of weird about the teams they're playing in Pacific is 
I don't feel like anyone else who are playing has the same, like, just we're a good, honest team that has the fundamentals down, that, like, doesn't have to have insanely good IGLing. We just play slow. Our opponent's going to run into us. As long as we're, like, playing fundamentally solid Valorant, our individuals are good enough to bail us out of everything. I'm excited to see how that's going to kind of stack up to teams that I feel like won't give them some of the same opportunities that, like, Paper Rex was doing. Because... I mean, DRX and PaperX, let's be honest, there's no world where Genji should have been allowed to win the amount of clutches they won in either of those series. There was a a criminal quantity of, like, thrown away advantages by both of those teams. And I don't know how that's, like, that's not something you can rely on in the future. But again, their individuals are just good enough, their gameplay is sound enough, that I think that, like, going into Madrid, they're going to be, like, a solid, like, mid-table Dark Horse team that, like, I could definitely see going on a run if they can keep this form. Caron especially, just, I, I didn't even know the guy's name before starting to watch Pacific this year, and he's just, it's ridiculous how good he is. Just mm. every clutch, every clutch he wins. Angel's about to TP into them. They're going to be in a 5v4, and they're going to be like, guys, what do we do? We got the first kill. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. never happened before. We've never yeah, played from a man-up situation. <laughs> yeah, the Genji, I, I thought the limiting factor of this team when it was being formed, I was like, okay, uh, are they going to troll with Texture's role like GE did? Are they going to put him on like Sentinel? Are they going to try and like force Meteor on Duelist? Is Munchkin's calling even going to be up to scratch? Because it wasn't before at all. Uh, I thought all those things were just going to hold this team back from doing anything. And um, it's it's completely shown me up. Do we do we think that that consistency, this consistency with the with the fragging, do you think that will keep going in Madrid? Because like you normally with teams like this, you know, if they, if they play one or two matches, it's not enough really data to, to, to make a call like that. But Genji have played the most Insane matches amounts. out yeah. of anybody. And they're, <laughs> they're still been doing this. So do we think that this answers like the consistency question where they're going to be able to do this in Madrid and keep this going? I think... I'll go quickly. I, sure. I do think that some of the competition in Madrid will be a little bit higher. So I think it will be hard, even though like the consistency of fragging that they did is crazy in, in like whatever, how many maps they played, it's like 14, maybe even more than that. Um, yeah, I, I do think that um, I don't want to think about the the Paper X final too much when it's just like the championship points online, uh, yeah. like a, on the line. I think um, Paper X are always going to be in the top three in my books in terms of like stage one, stage two. So I don't think they really care about the championship points, whereas Gen G are probably just like this. It comes down to who wants it more in my books for that. So I feel like that's why they really turned up and maybe it was like a... Uh, not the best showing from Paper X in terms of uh, them wanting it a little bit less because I think they just think that they'll be in the top three by the stage two anyway. Um, yeah, I just think the competition is going to be a lot harder in Madrid. It's going to be it's going to be a good test. Like it's going to be a good test, but I, I, they can't they can't be doing these rounds against other <laughs> top tier. Like it, it's consistently it's insane that they managed to do it in this tournament. Like uh, especially being like a man down or like two men down and winning those rounds, but. In Madrid, I can't see them keeping it up. I, I would I would love to see it, but I, I think it's impossible. That's so logical. So well thought out. <laughs> okay. So, so true of you, Sliggy. But also, but also, when was the last time a, like, ridiculous, disgusting rookie player that came out of nowhere showed up to an international event? Guess what we always say? 
Every fucking co-streamer, every analyst does, oh, it's a big stage, the pressure's on now, what's he gonna do? And they're always fucking dunking. I am, I am done doubting rookies. It's not real, it's not real. Doesn't fucking matter, I don't care. Caron's gonna be out there, he's gonna be hooping on the court, the fucking Michael B. Jordan of Valorant. I don't care, they can keep the form. Will they win the tournament? No. Will they play well? Will they get come some in, upsets? I think so. <laughs> I think that's Sorry, a fair take, to be honest. I mean, to be to be honest, the consistency of eco wins has gone up massively in Americas as well. Watching Not that. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Uh, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, well, in the EMEA matches I watched, I I felt like it wasn't as much, but the oh, yeah, Brandon, I think in general, every other team loses every loses every second round at this point. Yeah, it feels like it's so strange. Second man. round, you can't win. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, in, the... in theory they're like all buying less as well to yeah. watch out for the outlaws. The but, but, but but this is this is the fourth thing, and like this it just shows you how much of it is just like the, the game itself, where it's just no one's running around with like the sheriffs of the armor anymore. It's just like everyone has to group together with uh with classics, and you actually have to put some thought process in and now. Play with like, yeah, yeah, and team yeah. teams are, and you can just tell with these teams they're planning. Uh, especially with their second rounds as well they're always planning like two rounds ahead so it's always mm -hmm. just like pistol and then they, they you can tell they have like a set plan for their ecos now and we rarely saw that to be honest a lot of time it was just be like oh boys just buy some sheriffs get some damage yeah. done maybe you see like a free person stack or just like oh there's no sound here let's go let's go like gamble stack over towards <laughs> here but now there's like actual like trap plays and stuff on ecos and they're taking like risks that are that are smart but but sick at the same time so it's cool that teams are being forced to do that uh, they could have they could have done it back then as well but um <laughs> it's, it's it's progress at least yeah well let's touch on uh some of the other matches that happened way 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 further ago because we missed a week so um we're gonna talk about the some of the, yeah the little teams we're talking about the little teams um but and just a little guy we're gonna talk about a little guy oh. called yay and bleed and oh no what happened with bleed because they went out first uh 10th to 11th in the kickoff that's uh, that's a brutal one. I mean, it felt like roles issues potentially, but um, maybe there was more to play. I was, I, I'm not gonna lie, I've I was heard that more one from before. the Ascension teams. I've heard that one before. I was expecting more from the from from Bleed as an Ascension team, to be honest, because the way the, the way I just power ranked them in my mind is like, well, top of tier two genuinely is like probably middle of the pack most of the time when it comes to like last year's teams. Because I, I don't know, you just the, the tier two, generally speaking, you, you get a higher level from it with the partnership system that we've got. But what what was your takeaway from this one, TMV? Yeah, um, this was this was tough. Obviously, Ye talked about his kind of like problems after kind of the game, um, which I mean, there was like a very notable moment where you could tell like someone was on his screen at the reaction time of like an old man um, because he was he, because he was struggling. He said he had blurred vision. Yeah. Um, uh, like during the game um and, and we're not doctors that... we don't know what that is yeah like we, we can't we can't this diagnose not medical that. advice a lot of, i saw a lot of comments online of people trying to diagnose it we gotta get josh on the episode to diagnose yeah, so he, <laughs> he, yeah. he, he, you know med school dropout maybe to provide some extra info maybe i can give him a call he's probably on a flight right now yeah but uh I, I, to be honest with you like okay they lost a t1 there was a three-hour tech pause they lost a overtime 18 16 and then they played T1 on Lotus and they lost 2-0. And I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. There was a three-hour tech pause and you lost a close map. I can understand. Yeah. Well, and T1 are, de are a decent team, right? So I was like, fine. But then they played Global. And I'm looking at it. And even <laughs> if you consider Yay underperforming, the rest of the fucking team should be better than Global, in my opinion. From what, like, just from what I thought about these teams. So I was like, 
even if you're putting Yay on Viper and he's not doing well or whatever, for me it was like, but you probably should be still winning this game. And that to me was like the big, like, how did this happen? And 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 we'll get into GE as well, like in a second. That I mean, what the fuck are they doing? Like the, some of the things that GE are doing are like, I don't know. It 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 defies logic. Some of the things that GE are doing and Bleed lost to that, which makes me think like, seriously, what's going on? I ha I have no explanation. For, forget yay. The, what's the rest of the team like? How what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I got no comment on this. I mean, Sliggy, what, what's it? You, you, do you um, concur? Are you also I, gobsmacked? Yeah, to to <laughs> I I just have um. I, so I was like, I was just trying to get over loads of different things in my mind, and like I do. Okay, I'm gonna be the the bad guy and talk about the roles because it is just like, why? <laughs> if, if if you're gonna put him on flex, like why why do you get why do you get yay? Like, like out of all of the, out of all of the people in, in the world, didn't they pay like twelve? Like they play, they paid like the fucking U.S. military budget to get him, <laughs> just yeah. to put him on Viper, man. It, this is what I don't get. Like, there's other players out there, like you that have been proven on flex. Like this guy can carry, literally carry games of good game plan. You put him on a chamber, uh, and it's just like. Where where was that? I feel like if you're paying that much, you got it. You got to do it. And I don't know the inner workings of the team or like what their their, their goal is long term. But that, that for me is just like a it's a huge red flag. But that, do you know what the actual biggest red flag is? Kurt, can you bring up the um? Can you bring the VLR and, and go to their um map pick against GE? So GE had just demonstrated a solo viper on bind <laughs> yeah, there's been a solo viper on bind oh, and zoom, zoom in zoom into the second veto from bleed they got to choose between bind and split at the end and they got rid of bind they could have played against a solo viper on bind where it's literally the easiest thing to play imagine the like, society if they had just put yay on chamber against the solo bind <laughs> or the solo <laughs> viper bind comp and he just Dude. gets free real estate I, I just don't get it. I'm I'm looking at that and I'm like, no way. Like you're looking at a you're looking at a solo viper bind. That is the freest win you could possibly have. And you go, nope. I want to play split. Like what? You're, it's a free. That's a free map. That is a free map. Like that. Like I'm having PTSD because. I used to, we used to play that comp and it's one of the big reasons why I had to step down because I was like, man, like, we, 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 like, I, I can't, like, so it has like a soft spot in my heart where I'm just like, man, I can't, I can't, like, like it, it's proven doesn't work. It is one of the, mo the worst things you can possibly run. And... What I love about it though, Sliggy, is Go that on. in the game after that, Global were like, let's pick Bind let's, again, let's, let's do, do it again, again. let's oh, run it back, man. baby, 2024. That's, that's what I mean. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm having, uh, and like, a, like the thing is, old bleed, like uh, running into Ascension, like I love some of the decisions that the coaches and stuff are making. I think they had just some really cool stuff, especially when you're looking like Pearl and, and like the thought process behind that. So that was really cool. But this, this year, it, it's not a great start. I'm not saying I've lost faith in them, but I, I feel like, uh, everyone has errors, and this for me was that like the, the veto was an error, and and in my mind, it's at least not the approach I would have had if I was on the team, and and I got in Ye, who's a, a star player, uh, and and then you're putting him on roles that he's not experienced on. Yeah, it is weird. The when when you think about Ye's success, like you said, it's not him. He's not a supportive player. He was usually the second one in. Like the the way they, the way he really got set up for success was Victor. Yeah, inting in some way or form with the setup. He creates all the space, and then you have Ye on chamber, 
or Ye with a follow-up. And he's the one who like takes advantage of that. But he knows his role. He plays his role inside the team. And when you put him on really fluid roles, like, I mean, the Sky that they put him on on top of it, or like the Viper and everything else, where you kind of have to use your own sense of timing. I mean, there should be some similarities to Chamber in that way, but I don't think there are as, as many, to be honest. Um, yeah, it just seems weird. You're, you're almost setting him up to fail to, to a degree. But um, it, it's this format's also strange in that it doesn't really allow a lot of breathing room. For example, like we're only for some teams, they only play two matches and they have a long break until then. Maybe time to correct some of those issues as well, heading deeper. Uh, I think, yeah, it's just there was just a lot of... Um, a lot of uncertainty of a lot of the early matches that, that got played where you don't know a lot of teams had no information in terms of what teams played at the at the beginning of the rip they did later and they didn't they still didn't use it but yeah um yeah the uh, <laughs> it's i i don't know i, I don't know I, I, do think... I don't know whether to cut them some slack or whether to i think it's reasonable right because yeah. they they lost the game with the crazy tech pause in overtime they played one dmv no slack BG. no slack BG. Like None? the slack for the T1 game, sure. Okay. The, the G, the global game, no slack. I think that's fair. I, I'm, I'm I think that's straight. fair. I'm straight. I am stiff as a board. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't but, quote but that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think don't we don't give them slack for what they did, but we give them something <laughs> for the. I'm, I'm really trying to spin this into a positive way, and I can't. They picked solo viper, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna have time. They're gonna have time. Yeah, he's on Viper. Oh, they've uh, they've hit the bottom. Like you got you got to bounce off something, and I think this there's is the, the narrative. It's only up from here, baby. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> we no. found uh, it. See, this we is found the thing. The though, in Pacific, you can't be on the bottom because DFM are the actual bot. Like you whoa, can't. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey! Whoa, Give whoa, GE whoa, some whoa. credit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are we whoa, whoa, whoa in here? Dude, I, I saw, I saw some. There's some, there's some actual positives there, though. We're trying to, oh, we're trying yes. to like bleed a rock out here. We've bleed literally trying to like get some kind of positives. There's more positives from, from what I saw from DFM. They actually have a smart, um, smart new wall over towards. Look, look I agree with you. Uh, on A on Lotus. DFM. I watched DFM and <laughs> well, well, amazing is strong. Amazing is a, amazing never happened. It's confirmed, people. Uh, I just said I think they, when they, win they a game. I'm saying they might not be bottom. Mm, might not wow. be bottom of the pack. Wow. Wow. I mean, congratulations to DFM. This is the <laughs> yeah. the biggest yeah. improvement we've ever seen yeah. in yeah. their history. Do, uh, do we want to keep talking about global? I mean, you guys seem to have some pent up aggression. God, oh my this God. team. I don't know if I you want know, to be able to touch Let me say something nice about global. traumatized. Let, let me say something nice about global. Uh-huh. Olvi uses the outlaw a lot when other teams are on ecos, and it, and it wins them rounds. I like uh... the... And Pacific in general, I think, use the outlaw in a, in a good way. I, I think there was multiple examples of, you know, teams using the outlaw and getting good value from it. Yeah. Other You're a fan that. of the um, plan <laughs> to lose the round and buy the outlaw anyway, Strat? Yeah. Yeah. You like that? You don't? What, you you plan, but you lost the round, so you have 2,400 credits and you You're spend it all on an outlaw for the second round. Bro, I've been spitting that idea since the outlaw <laughs> came out. Dude, I've I, been spitting I, that I, idea. I didn't see any teams win with it. Oh, it definitely didn't oh. win anything. No. Oh, yeah. no. But you, the thing is, you only need to do it a couple times, and then it forces your opponents to buy full shield specters. Uh, that is true. And then, uh, and then they got a shit like bonus. Long, like, you'll be fine. You got four right, especially on attack. What are you playing you're on attack. You don't. So one person doesn't need a gun on attack. Even, just 
Well, you fucking breach like on a classic or something, you'll pick up again. <laughs> They're actually, TMB, the Sun Tzu of Pacific. Why the gun once own the mental game? I love uh, that you're only positive for GE, you then extend it to the whole of Pacific. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think I, we should do a challenge. Can, I want okay. each of you to give GE a real honest compliment. Okay, okay. Their Easy. spacing on Icebox was legit on one map. Yeah. Their player card? I like it. <laughs> I like their like player, player card. No, that doesn't count. The NFC something about, Lion? I like something about the team. <laughs> Something about the team, their gameplay. It can be anything. Um, Think I look good. Cool. I, so for <laughs> me, it's I really like the fact that the collective global esports community is clowning on the dude that keeps using yeah. tracker scores to clown on on pros. Like they've all they've all rallied against him because it's so fucking stupid of a concept of tracking the ranked tracker scores and trying to judge your team's success off of it that um that they've rallied against that's what i like about g hold on in fact i have the most positive thing ever to say about g uh kurt if you can get up the global twitter i can't quite find it but did you see the <laughs> video that they sent out with the song to sell their thing capsule did you see the song is this the same song? as their is this the same as their uh walking song mm. how do you see a song Oh, you, you <laughs> go on that true. Twitter, you go on glo whatever global <laughs> esports uh, Twitter is, global esports in. Yeah, well, he and... finds that. Uh, yeah. I can give my compliment, which is I like their sunset comp, and I think that I think that playing the like gecko initiator combo stuff is good, and I think Russ actually looked pretty good with, with like setting his teammates up at times. So, yeah, good job it, at times. On, I'm Russ. putting it in the. I'm putting it in the chat. It, it is, yeah, it it is a little bit inconsistent with, with some of this stuff. I, I think if they hadn't, thing is, if if they took out and had a normal comp on bind, like that would have that would have given us a lot more to work off of. Because they literally started a map. It's down. weird because like, they are playing pretty real comps on like most yeah. of the. Like it seems like it is just <laughs> bind that they are like. I don't know and, what they're thinking. And, and and this was the thing where I was like, with this team, at least they got loads of brains, and, and we will see some like cool stuff. And then they come out with this, and I was just like, oh man, you got to listen. To it. You got to crank the sound what up. What is this? I'm not. I don't want to listen to this. I'm scared. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 don't. No. Have... So I'm in the streamer oh, room at goodness. at Riot right now on like the most jank setup right now. I did not configure audio properly except for you guys. Oh, no. So we, we if I turn the sound so on, okay, it might we can kill watch people. the song. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch the we're song. Watch, we can watch the song. GE fighting. GE fighting. That's basically around. the song, to be honest. But you're gonna GE fighting. Yeah. Uh, GE fighting. See how they're starting to bump their heads. See how they're starting to. You can tell it's a good song. So we win and we win it. Sad SK I, I think this is their walkout music. It might be the same one. It was banging. If it is mm. what I'm thinking. GE fighting. You don't you don't capture the soul of the song without the without the audio. We are here now. It turns out that songs are everything. an audio format. Who knew? GE fighting. GE fighting. Holy what do you shit. mean? I'm singing it. We will yeah, reach new heights unmatched by anyone. Fucking TikTok voice. Just GE like fighting. GE fighting. <laughs> We have overcome okay. all obstacles all right. to get to this point. Get us off the screen. There's GE one more topic fighting. I want to talk about in Pacific. We actually GE made fighting. time. We made time. <laughs> we made time on Pacific. We GE actually fighting. We, we allocated an hour for each region, and we've only been 40 minutes. And we, we have can talk Zeta. Through. 
all of them. I, I don't want to talk I Zeta. I don't want to talk actually. Zeta. What I do want to oh, talk about I... is RRQ. <laughs> Well, I, can we go back to zero at one point? You want to talk about zero? Yeah, I want to. I want to. Dude, if if we're gonna flame global, you've got to flame. You got to yeah. flame Zeta. Like Japan, we need to. We need guy, to do this. This guy right here, Japan. Him. Just a shame. Yeah. Why please don't make this mistake. It's like yeah, about you. Please don't make this mistake. I know. We 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 have we have to address it. Like we have to. Let's, Wait, let's before be... Sliggy talks, the Plat Chat Corporation loves Japan. Your culture yeah. is beautiful. The Japanese people have been nothing but kind and gracious to this podcast and this show. And we thank you for your patronage. And we love your beautiful country <laughs> and culture. But your bundle, Zeta, fucking sucks. Oh, Shut up! Oh we love Japan! Oh! We love Japan! We, we, that was a blood chat. That was a blood chat. He's a contractor. He's they a don't contractor. speak for us. He doesn't speak for us. Shred his contract, us. Kurt. Get him off the He's show. He's a contractor. Doesn't speak. All right, Sliggy, say yeah. your piece. Okay, I will. Okay, I'll I'll cover my back and, and say, He's I, gone. and say I'm a big I'm a big fan of Zeta, like in in previous years, big fan of Zeta in previous years. But they this was a really bad showing. We're we're playing Icebox and we don't understand. Like their comp doesn't make sense, or at least their comp on paper makes sense, but then they're not using it right. Like they have no delay on either site, so they can never get over towards the sites and they can't stop plants. Like the understanding of Icebox is just fully wrong like they're they they don't get the basics on defense here it is it is wrong and then at the same time they're playing against uh ge when they play the solar viper they're going for jewels and like where ge want to fight like it's it's crazy like they're, they're playing the worst you can possibly play against that comp i just think that their understanding on certain maps is a big worry and especially when they have six coaches i don't know what's going on over there <laughs> what, what i love about it sticky though is they lost 13-1 to secret like having an awful defense gen g come right back and say yeah we'll we'll pick that map against you please and they go yeah we'll start defense <laughs> yeah no this is the thing that they're starting like harbor what is it harbor viper or something or, or is it harbor yeah. jet no i think it's harbor yeah, it's viper harbor over viper towards b jet, yeah. and it's and, and then like the kill joe's over towards a so they're like they have a little bit of delay but not too much delay and then the rotate comes in they've only got like three people to fight on site and it's just like why is the harbor here if you're going to be playing like this it's a really bad fundamental understanding on icebox and it mm. needs to be it needs to be redone um so yeah that, that for me is a worrying sign especially when you have so many coaches to have such a misunderstanding on a map um yeah um i'm yeah, a bit I worried thought, i thought carlisle coming into the team would have been a big step up because i've been a bit i've been a big 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 spokesperson for having um teams from like coaches from emea and like americas coming in over to pacific to to teach that because i think one of the biggest things that's always been missing from a lot of these pacific teams is that macro play right the either understanding of how to play certain comps or understanding how to play the map and it just like it just bleeds into their gameplay um and so when Carlisle was announced as team, I was like, okay, I actually really like this. I mean, this guy comes from a region where, you know, the they were they were relatively competitive, I suppose, um, to a degree. But I thought he was going to be able to do a lot of. Good, I mean, they but... they like made champs when they were playing in Brazil pre-Americas, and I mean, they kind of choked the second half of Americas, but like had some really good ideas in the first half. Like I think, yeah, I think they... the Carlisle stocks high is respectable. Maybe maybe it's just too many cooked. Maybe he's just being too polite. Yeah, it could it could be that. Yeah, it, it is just. Uh, <laughs> it it also feels like again you gotta we gotta give a lot of teams benefit in terms of like three weeks with the sky changes. Maybe they were doing scams sure. with the sky's yeah. the best map for this one. But uh, but yeah, I think like it's hard to focus on on in like maybe you're focusing on other maps. 
like when that's happening but yeah on their defense i do think you gotta especially when you have a harbor it's like it's it's delayed you delay on one you fight on the other the harbor goes over towards delay you put the cove up you diffuse and you create chaos it's one of the most simple maps and to see it played uh in theory at this skill at the level that it should be is is crazy man this was this was one of the worst maps i watched mm. Did anything good to say about the individuals, the newcomers? I think, I think the individuals are looking like the individuals are looking good. I think the two new players, the only thing that I see in terms of criticism is like sometimes their utility is slightly off in terms of just the timing, especially when I'm watching some of the solver players. Like, they, especially on the scent, it's like uh, I think it's Uran. You can definitely, he needs to be a little bit uh, stricter with his recon on on defense on mm -hmm. the scent. But in terms of like the fragging rolls, I'm, I'm not too worried about him. It just feels like the actual understanding against either the comp they're playing or, or their comp that is really letting them down at the moment i am well if we were flaming ge i had to we got we got to yeah, talk yeah, about no, I, I you got to make it, it equal bit of parity um there's mm. one there's one topic that i want to round out the specific segment and it's talking about rq as a team because rq the power of hindsight might have had one of the toughest group if not the toughest group that they were in um, versus Gen G versus Paper X. Where do we stand with RRQ as a team? Because I, I was pretty high up on them. I'm not going to lie. I was like, well, they're probably going to come through as a second seeded team. I didn't expect Gen G to do um, as well as they as they did. And I was like, they're going to come out of that group, and I think they're going to be at the top of the group in the playing. <laughs> Their VLR is so funny. Yeah. Then you pull Look it up, and that. it's one two Gen G, one two Gen G, one two Gen G. I mean, just what is this? I mean, what? So, so expectations for RQ, where were they at initially? Where do we stand on them now when you've just seen them scrim against Gen G three times in a row? <laughs> yeah. Like, what what it's do we have to judge? I mean, in theory, they got an upgrade, at least on paper. Um, and I think they, honestly, they probably kind of looked at the, the same level, which I think if you're kind of like changing some stuff up, it's, it can be. It's a good sign. The problem is, like you're saying, like it's so hard to judge when you're just looking against one team. And Gen G, of course, look look incredible. So I think there's still a lot of positives to take away from it. Um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of similar to like DRX. I'm not like super worried about them to be honest. I think they mm. they still should be one of the better contenders for like making champs. Um, yeah, it's just it's just an unlucky group sometimes. Yeah, for me for me with RRQ, it's like there's kind of a, I think an, a bit of an open space in Pacific to like. That middle of the pack is kind of like, well, who knows what's going on, to be honest, in Pacific. I think the problem that RQ might face is that right now, at least, I think the four teams that made playoffs, I think will probably be the best four teams. You know, like, there's maybe a bit of a gap there between, like, the top four and, like, and the rest. So if that is the case, then, you know, how do they, you know, can they make a tournament if it is just that top four? And, you know, it's kind of career dominated, I suppose, with Paper Rex in there. That will be the kind of challenge for them is can they break into that um but yeah the thing is with rq though as well they're always that team and i know the chobra was chobra was smoking something because like he was picking <laughs> rq to like beat beat paper rex and, yeah. and you know go yeah, all the really way high. and whatever you didn't see the bank statements <laughs> they paid him off it was in the panama papers oh the transparency there yeah, but I don't know what he was smoking. But RRQ have kind of always been that team. Like, oh, RRQ, they're going to be better than everyone expects. Just you wait. And they haven't ever kind of done it. And maybe that's just because I kind of did it last year as well. And, and kind of had a oh, bit of a belief said in this piece. Like, I, I, like you, Brent, though, I had a bit of belief this year as well. I, just, I, I, I still think they're... I, still think, I don't really agree with you. I want to see the match that we've got are going to be... It. 
But I, they I played Gen G twice, and yeah, we just we just spent like half the segment glazing Gen G. Yeah, we can Gen-G. glaze Gen G all we want, but in the truth, the truth of it is, Gen G should have been eliminated. Team Secret should have closed out the Icebox against Gen G and won and knocked Gen G out of playoffs. Gen G in the playoffs, you know, like they were they were good throughout the tournament, but then in playoffs they woke up. And right? how will this but, affect RRQ's legacy? Yeah. <laughs> But they could uh, have been out, you know, so I'm not sure that I mean, the Genji that played against RRQ was... RRQ were arguably a pistol round away from beating Genji and making it as the second seed team in that group. I feel just, like kind of inarguably, when, it, when it's 2-2-1s, two, two like any little thing like that could have made the yeah. difference. They were close they, games. They lost both the pistols on the final map of Icebox and it was 13-11 to Genji. Like, I, I, I think that I think that the, this team does stand a chance of really fighting into the top the top top spot as well. I mean, Jemkins are... We knew this guy was in that. I knew that hadn't been to this. He's a, a ridiculous player. Um, I, and I, yeah, I think this team's got some, they got some legs. I think they just, they just drew the unfortunate group. We're, we're going to touch on that, I think, as well, when we talk about the other regions a little bit later on, about some of the stronger groups in other regions, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose the same question about some of the teams that went out very early on, um, just talking about the relative strength of them. But I think RQ is one of them where, where this, doesn't, this doesn't showcase a lot. We, we, have, we have a shitty format, yes. And unfortunately, at least in situations like this, like where you just you just don't get to see the best of the teams that potentially might be the best. Um, yeah, it's, it sucks when the, the t- there's quite a few teams that only got to play one team. Like you know that yeah. that is kind of like yeah, that just feels bad. Yeah, we were we were worried in this format about so many little things, and we didn't really think about stuff like this. The fact that potentially in the play-ins we'd get useless maps, which we got yep. three of them: yep. one in EMEA, and two in Americas. Like we were complaining, we're like, "Oh damn, this is awful!" Like singular limb, but then this stuff we we <laughs> kind of didn't really think about was beyond awful. Oh man, I I had, I had to turn my stream off. Like I'd watch every single game, but I'm I'm not sitting there for uh, Sentinels. Yeah. Like I've I've seen too many scrims. It's it's a scrim. Like I don't want to watch yeah. a scrim. Like, <laughs> like, well, like I'm, I'm out, man. Like, my it, brain still awful. hasn't escaped that fucking arena. You went from the cast directly to a flight. Okay, so I went on the other end of the flight and directly to plat chat. <laughs> so I've slept maybe. So I've slept maybe three hours since that match. That is. And yeah. I'll be here back home. Godspeed. Godspeed. Oh my god! Yeah, the format was not it. With yeah. The, with the with the I mean, just round robin between three teams. It, it's I don't know how to make a better format with eleven teams. I think the eleven teams just trolls it and the time crunch with China. Like I understand why it was like this, but man, does it feel kind of deflating to have those games that just don't matter? You you gotta you gotta accept that you have to do you gotta do round robin best of ones before and just have four <laughs> four go through into mm. double them. Like you have to accept it. it, yeah. it like it, 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 this mm. it's better than this. But I think they're just so unwilling to do BO ones, and I kind ones. of agree. Like, because because then everyone gets to at least play everyone, and you you should at least get the the top four <laughs> in your in your region. Like but it's it, so there's so much variance per map. Yeah, no, I agree. But but it should equal itself out it's when, you're, when you're playing Robin, 10, 10, 10 best of ones. But yeah, then also yeah. 10 best of ones as like a broadcast product is like brutal as a viewer. Oh, you can squeeze too. them out. Like... We're, doing, we're doing three best of, we're doing three best of, <laughs> we're doing three best of threes in a day. You can get nine best you of ones. What? Jesus. <laughs> you can't, you can squeeze them out, but then you, yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the poor analyst desk and they've got to build 10 different story point narratives. I mean, you just would matches. only do post map segments. Yeah, just do post. Just yeah, just, just cover while they're switching the teams out. Yep. Yeah. 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 Just make anyway, it a That's pretty Just kidding. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, right before we move on. <laughs> right before we move on. And not, well, not, don't do the gritty, please. I, I don't know how. 
You know how? That's one fine. day I'll, I'll learn. I won't teach you. Don't learn from me. <laughs> Don't learn from me. I was I was going too quickly, but. General heat check of Pacific into Madrid, heading into Madrid. Obviously, we don't know what the other teams are um, yet. They're going to be joining them. But the relative levels, where where do you think Pacific stands a chance? Is this going to be the event where Pacific wins an event at an international level? Nope. Or you don't think so? Nope. No? Uh, no. This it's, is going to be... Last year was the year where Pacific got... Like, started having pretty good international performances. Maybe it will be later. I don't think... I don't think... I think Gen G could have potential, but I don't think Paper X is going to be as good as they were last mm. year, honestly. I, I don't see either of these teams in the top four. Well, plot track guarantee, <laughs> Paper X winning it all. Wait, it's Gen only G. eight teams. Um, I'll yeah, say, I, I, see, say, yeah. I see neither in the top three. I could see one of them in the top four. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, a little well, bit of wiggle room. <laughs> roll it back. Um, all right. That was it. Well, I mean, we literally got through that in record time. I'm not going to lie. I thought we were going to take way longer. Let's move on to EMEA. And with that... I hand over the hosting reins to my Mimi. turn. Bren, it's Mimi's turn. Bren's been in the fucking dungeon. Are you are you ready to? So so Bren, can you can you talk through? How did you get here to having watched no EMEA to now having okay, watched? So how much I watched a little bit of EMEA. Like for example, I got into um, I flew in from Austin to Korea, jet lag okay. out of my mind. I had three days before I flew to LA for Americas. In those three days, I had to unpack my apartment. Um, from the storage unit, I had to set up my utilities. I had to unfreeze all my credit shit because I thought I was a victim of identity fraud. I had to, and then I was just watching the games while I was doing all of this, like on like on one of the monitors that I set up that was on the floor because I hadn't built any of my furniture. And so I was watching little bits and pieces, but then I was like, okay, I gotta fucking, I gotta knuckle down. I gotta, I gotta hit the Sigma grind set. And so I downloaded like eight hours of EMEA VODs with the most critical matches of the teams that qualified. And um, and I even watched some VODs this morning as well of Carmen Core. I watched the, the tail end of the Carmen Core VODs. And um, what I did was download them onto my phone. This is my <laughs> setup right now, by the way. I've got a fucking mattress against the wall trying to block out the, the noise. I've got fucking boxes all over the place. I'm, I'm living, I'm, I haven't set up anything other than just watching Valorant. What Valorant I just heard, what I just heard sounds like an XQC clip. Yeah, yeah it it's, I'm telling you, it's 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 been it's been manic. I haven't had any time to rest because we've just been working Americans and then flying back and flying back. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, EMEA downloaded eight hours of vods on the plane. One team pulled it up. Boom! Watch the watch the pistol round. Boom! Next round, skip ahead. Did they lose? Did they lose to an anti eco? If they did, I'd watch it. If not, skip ahead Go to back. the next round. <laughs> Gun round. Boom! And I, and if you skip. Like the 10 seconds, the replays, the timeouts, the tech pauses, and... You can crush a match in like 25 minutes. You can... I yeah. found out you can crush a match in sometimes even less time than that if it was a really fast one. <laughs> Fnatic, I got done in like an hour. It was insane. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, Fnatic look un they look unreal. I've seen, I've seen everything. I've seen it all. And yeah, I'm missing some of the, listen, some of the minutia, but I'm fully caught up on EMEA within like one flight to Austin. I got in at 1 a.m., went to bed, processed the information in my brain, Got up this morning, watched the rest of Carmen Core. Allez, Francais, allez, Francais. Carmen Core, Carmen Core. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, I'm ready to pop off my EMEA. I don't think you say Allez, Francais. Allez, Francais, that's like go on France, isn't it? But Francais does not mean France. It means French. Go on French. Me, when I'm ordering a hot dog and I want mustard. That was a joke for the Americans. It didn't fucking hit. Everyone from Chicago is gonna get that one. You fucking Brits <laughs> one. Day, right? You don't get my fucking culture. Ah, well, let's talk about your culture. Uh, Team Liquid, Sliggy, 
your boys. Why do I do it? Oh, your can boys. I go last? <laughs> are, they, are they bad? Or did they just have two really tough games? They end this in the group stage. I think a disappointment from what a lot of teams, uh, a lot of people thought about the squad at the beginning of the year. Yeah, uh, it it is a disappointment. I, I think there's there's a few things that are like worrying me. It's um, f- first of all, I think Navi, the Navi game, they they look good, especially. Well, I think Liquid looked good on Split as well. At least attack Split. That's like one of the biggest things I can take away. Um, and then I think they did just kind of get outsmarted in this, especially when I look over at Split, like the game plan from Navi, and, and we'll get onto Navi a little bit. Like they're they're just good at snowballing, and when they win double pistol, and Liquid can't win a pistol by the way, their the, the pistol record is horrendous at the moment. So that's not helping. Um, my weird, I think they're too safe. Like I think they're playing it way too safe. It's like they don't have much of an identity, and like in all these maps, they're just like, well, we don't go, want don't want to do anything too risky. Whereas I think with like this team, I think they have to lean into some kind of identity and, and take like a little bit of a risk, whether it's like gecko based or, or or like hard double controller or, or something like that. So yeah, I'm 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 worried. I am worried, and, and especially as it was like on the maps they did win, it was like individuals kind of really mm. carrying them over. I yeah. mean, 30, 37 30 kills seven. in one map is is one of the most insane things we've seen, especially in the rounds. It was a thirteen ten, right? Didn't even yeah. play out all, like that's that's insane. We didn't even play out all the rounds. Um, so yeah, the, the, I mean the individuals like kind of are kind of popping in to an extent, but like the overall. <laughs> the overall stuff is it's a mix it's a mix of like i want them to take a risk but not the risk when it's like a big buy round and you're walking through smoke which which, which i did see and, and that shouldn't be happening but like more of a risk in terms of like just anything whether it's comp wise or being just a little bit unreadable because because it, it was especially in this navi game it was just like we take this or we lost this map control let's push somewhere else and an angel's just waiting in a corner like yes we've <laughs> taken this bit of map control i know two people are gonna be pushing <laughs> me and it was just uh yeah they got a it just feels like they lack identity they're, they're just too safe they've just looked at other stuff that's happened in the past and teams are so used to pracking against this this is what teams want to play they're, they're playing all these teams and every team kind of just plays like this you need to at least yeah. on one of these maps or like two of these maps take some kind of risk risk and have anything that's that's different and teams have to like struggle on the fly at the moment especially in kickoff so many teams struggle on the fly to adapt to new comps or like work yeah. out like what is what is the weakness of, of this comp it's it's like i would format for it yeah oh yeah, yeah it really but, is but that kind of makes me want to ask the question then do you think that they were just using this tournament as an opportunity to just hone the fundamentals, play the basic stuff, don't overcook it too much, we're not expected to make it to Madrid, we're going to get our ducks in a row for the regular season, or is this something where we should be kind of worried about the future? Damn, I'm, I wanna, I wanna go with the first one. <laughs> I do want to go with the first one, um, but it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm a little bit worried. Right up. DMV. Are you yeah. also worried? I think what it was is when Koi beat Liquid, I was like, huh, maybe Koi are actually quite good. And then I, I watched the this. planes again and I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I even messed with Bacon and I was like, I was like, it's right, Koi look kind of good. And then literally I watched that I was like before the whole day of planes, and then I watched Koi and I'm like, damn, Koi are looking not <laughs> like they're not looking <laughs> good right now. Yeah, like Koi playing in the planes made me feel a lot yeah. worse about Team Liquid. <laughs> yes, yeah, it did. Because... But, but uh, go on, you know, go. you go. There you go. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, the, like, it's exactly what you say. It just feels like they had, and so many of the teams in EMEA were cooking, you know, going with, like, really, really out there comps and, like, having their own style and stuff like that. And so then you come to Liquid, like, you know, playing an Icebox comp from 2021, it just feels like, ah, uh, you know, and then it just, I don't, it just felt like, yeah, nothing was, like, 
other than uh, uh, Kiko on that like first map, obviously, yeah, where he's absolutely destroying, and it's like, oh my god, if, you know, if he's that good, like, wow, you know, they're gonna like genuinely after that first map, I was like, oh my god, if he's this good, Liquid are gonna be like challenging Navi and Fnatic, you know. But then for the rest of it, it's just like, I don't know, it it just feels like they're just like they become a team that's like they're okay, they don't do anything like particularly, you know, special. They just, you know, they're all right. And being yeah. just all right and not having much value, like it's just, it's just not going to get you far. And and you know, especially when I think we've seen some of the other EMEA teams, which is the opposite of what we were talking about with Pacific, where we feel like Pacific maybe even got a little worse. EMEA, like it feels like everyone has gotten quite a bit better, in my opinion. Um, you know, even teams that obviously we expected nothing from, like Team Heretics, like. Oh. 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 Oh, Team Liquid has DDoSed him. You get internet. <laughs> you got it. Striking you got again. It. I think you're back. Oh, well, I think you're, you're back. back. Yeah, you're back. You're back. back. You're back. Okay. Try again. Uh, yeah, Team Liquid are just meh. That's the point. <laughs> I, I agree. That's the thesis. Yeah, watching this team, there was nothing special about them. They, it felt like a very, very bog standard team, but they weren't. They didn't have very robust protocols going into many maps at all. And when the going got rough for them, they had to rely on weird lurks, weird plays weird individual moments to, to carry them through, which, listen, we've, 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 we've been saying that about a lot of teams, actually, so far, just on this show alone. They on it, for the um, way you guys are describing them, they sound very similar to Gen G, what we were just talking about. Kind of, yeah. But I Gen think... G win an outrageous amount of gunfights. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. yeah they, it's, when the going gets rough, I don't know, it just feels like there's no... It's a weird one. I also, I'm going to go very surface level here as well and just talk about Enzo. Uh, as an individual as well, because IGLing aside, I think that you just need, yeah, you're, you cannot expect to win an international event when you're not putting up big numbers, if you just can't follow up. Like, there's a reason why Boaster has put a significant amount of focus on aim training this year. And I think it's a really smart heads up play from him, to be honest, to, to put that much focus onto it when it's, because it's Fnatic's biggest problem in the past, like when they would lose rounds, obviously they've got the firepower with the other four players, but it was never the calling that was really going wrong for them. Um, and it was never really the structure that they put in. It was, it comes down to that. And I think if you're going to be a top team aiming for top spots, you need everybody to be an absolute weapon at a given moment. You need, you need anybody to be able to just pull out a magical moment. I thought Boaster really stepped up actually of the small amount of maps that we saw from him. We'll talk about Fnatic a little bit later on probably. Um, but, but yeah, you could really actually show it paying off um, for, for him as an individual. He looked like instead of it just being Boaster being carried by four individuals when it comes to like the mechanic side, it looked like he could hold his own and more. Like he was the one who was pulling off multi-kills. Uh, and he, you don't really see that with Enzo as a player. I don't see that as Enzo as a player at the moment. I think that there's too much catch up with this team when they're, the way they're playing. It feels like when shit goes wrong and he's calling and he just, there's, there's, you just end up with a situation where he's just floundering in some of these maps, which there's a lot going on. I don't, I don't blame that. IGL is really fucking hard. There's a reason why you only have a handful of bragging IGL players. And that's why I said it was going to be a very surface level take. But as long as Team Liquid stays like this, even if they fix some of these protocols and get a little bit more robust on these maps and throw in some special mixes, like, like you were saying, Slee, thrown in some risks with the way that they play some of these maps. As long as they remain the way they are and just shore up that alone, it's not going to be enough to win an event. I don't know if that's their goal as a team. I imagine sure. it is with the amount of talent they have. I, that has to be the goal, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Okay, so we've been, we've been kind of negative Nancys. I want to <laughs> ask, if Team Liquid is going to end up being good, if they're going to turn this around in the EMEA season, what, what light did we see in them playing in kickoff? 
What is there anything that excites you guys about Team Liquid? Watching them. The, so, I, so I'd say again that I think their split, especially on attack, is really cool. I think that's good. I think Yampi, even though it's not like high fragging, the actual like fast kills to fast deaths, and in terms of like how he's playing for, for like the filling role, is kind of gives me confidence. And and Kiko also, I think, as as well, if we can kind of. And I'm not saying you're going to hit 37 every single time because that's impossible. Um, but I think if we can kind of like maybe play around them a bit, a bit more, just like really I mean, kind even of if treat it just them like as like 36, 35, they could still. Be great. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, just a few <laughs> under, just a few under. And, and I think Mystics as well has been been kind of been, been looking at least like uh, clutch in some of the rounds. So I think there's some, I think there's there's some good there's some good to take from it. Um, yeah, that's pretty you much sound it. That's, jaded. That's kind of, kind of, I mean, yeah, a little bit. I, I was thinking, I was thinking they would, they would look a, a lot better than this, to be honest. Yeah, I think it as well. The, pro the, the problem is for Liquid that everyone else looks, has stepped up. Yeah, they look decent. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I think, the main problem for them is that I was considering Liquid to be like, okay, they're probably going to be like fourth, fifth, sixth in the MEA, and then we'll, you know, see where they are from there. It, instead, now it looks like, hmm, you might be like eighth now, and like that's a lot of teams that you're going to have to like overtake to just. To even be challenging, you know, like obviously if you finish eighth in like the the regular season split, like you're not even going to playoffs, right? So like, they they have they have to catch up essentially, and it's not impossible. Like they do have the players uh, to do it, um, but it, they they need to work on some stuff. I sure. think yeah, they need to shake something up. I don't know. I got okay. a I got a real positive. It's Please. a it's a better start than last year. <laughs> <laughs> a better start than the game where, yeah. where like, E6 lines were flooded with calls after watching it. <laughs> Good to hear, yeah, honestly. The, the lock-in opening was tragic. Uh, I mean, you're right about was that. Was that the worst game of Valorant you guys... It might be the worst oh, game oh, of Valorant I've, I've, I've seen some. I've seen yeah. some shockers. Yeah. It was particularly Team bad Team Secret had some nice Viper shock dart lineups. <laughs> That's what I remember from that game. Yeah, okay, it okay. Just, it was bad because the expectations were Yes, 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 yes. I think there has been worse like, Valorant ranked Valorant It looked like a Valorant Premier games. team in that game. It was mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was think, actual madness. I think some Premier teams could have beaten that Liquid. But uh, yeah. this Liquid, I don't think our Premier team can beat. So honestly upgrades all right yeah, but, something to build upon but i want to turn the attention now to to the teams who aren't in the doomer territory the teams who turn it around a little bit from last year and uh navi in particular they seem to be back they've picked their boy <laughs> up they've paid artists bail he's escaped <laughs> north america hamburgers in hand from mcdonald's taking some culture back to europe with him and seemingly revitalizing uh yeah. this navi squad Dude. brennan are, are you hyped is Navi Last back yeah i can't remember what tournament it was i think it may have been champs maybe that navi was qual calling for and i said like i expect navi to call in their in their group i can't was it champs I'm they had a tough so. group in champs and they qualified, they had, right? No. No, they, they had the DRX no, 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 loud like calling for champs, group. calling for champs. Or oh. was it like you're talking about like EMEA regular season? Yeah, I can't, oh, I can't remember. They, there was an instance were... though where Navi had been trolling. Everybody doubted them. Me, I was like, hold on. Mean... When I watched this team, was it was it Tokyo? I Do you mean remember, LCQ? It might have been LCQ. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> where they beat Koi and K. I don't think it was LCQ. <laughs> no, probably not. Was it Tokyo? Yeah, they maybe? lost to Edward Gaming and NRG. Lost, yeah, but they were, they were they're good teams. So the um well maybe not NRG at that point. Um my, my point, the point, the point I'm trying to get, I, I get I'm getting distracted. I'm getting distracted. I need to I need to formulize my thoughts. Okay. 
Navi, the one thing that I always thought was really good about this team was the macro play. The way they worked the map, Angel's calling based on that. He would very he would spot gaps in teams' um, protocols a lot, whether it's attack side, defense side, whatever, and he would call appropriately based on that. The thing that they fucked up all the time was taking LSD before coming up with comp <laughs> ideas. And so now they've they've gone teetotal. No more drugs before the comp ideas because. I said this a little bit earlier. I think Navi had a problem where the individuals were so fucking good that they got led astray. The red herring, they were chasing it. They were chasing the fucking red herring because they were playing silly comps and they were, I'm assuming, winning in scrims and they were under the impression that the comps were good. But they couldn't identify that the fact that they were winning scrims is because of the individuals. Because I'm still seeing that even now. You're seeing players like Sugetsu, Shao, Artis, popping the fuck off on winning rounds single-handedly. When they're, when they're playing down scenarios, and I'm still seeing the really good stuff that I saw from Angel's Calling, which is them actually working the map pretty effectively, spotting those gaps, finding those first kills. Yeah, there's a little bit of inting every now and then, but overall, looks pretty good. The, the thing that they need is a little bit of time, I think, because from what we did see, it's like one half of a map will look really good, the other half will, won't look as fleshed out. Look at him and go. so... This, yeah, this was, I couldn't believe what I was watching when I saw this. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is Angel doing? He's back to it again. But... <laughs> There's there's stuff to work with here because number because they they're not starting from 20 steps back like they were last year. The the comps are actually kind of tested. They're using shit from Copenhagen 2022 on Breeze. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Their mid take was the same. I was watching this. I was like, what fun am I watching? But listen, if it fucking works, it works. I know the maps changed, but it still works for them to to take this yeah. shit. They're using some of the old stuff that they, that they know actually works. They're playing some relatively normal comps. Yours very in. It's very hot right now. So I think now. They look like they're. I think. I think they're on the right path to looking like a really, really good team. And guess what? It's not Angel playing the Yoru this time. We've yeah. gotten a change <laughs> yeah, since 2021. It's a beautiful world. Yeah, before we continue talking about this team, I just want each of you one to ten number. Tell me on a scale of Angel ten, Omen teleporting every round. Inting away, living his truth, dropping also, a 40 I have a bomb. Take about Angel to inting, zero, though. good, honest IGL doing nothing but calling. What's he at right now, Ian? It's in comparison to how he was, it's kind of low. Yeah. The, yeah. Only, the only, the only, the only, there was two rounds. There was, there was the, that one that we saw. And then did anyone catch the one where he like, there was a smoke in A main and he just jumped out on his own and, I, oh, and yeah, he had yeah, the yeah. spike. Yeah, and he just threw it. <laughs> there, there was a few, but. But even with them, I would say he's on like a low free for him just because yeah. of how crazy he can get. He's saving it up for Madrid. I, I don't think Angel Inting is a bad thing. I'll say it. I'll stand up and say it. I don't think Angel Inting is a bad thing. I'll be the one to fucking say it because the, the team inherently, he's, he, he, fulfills the, he fulfills the same role that Victor did back when it was the old Optic Core. And it was like Victor would just throw his body into the fucking site and he'd be set up by the, uh, the tiniest amounts of util. And he might go one for one, but he would often end the map just like five and 14. And it wasn't his fault. That was just his role. He was thrown into the blender. But luckily they had Ye behind him. I, I think Angel fulfills a similar purpose in life where he, he is born to call a good game plan from the fucking grave and also throw his body to the wind so that other people can play off of it. He hasn't been doing it that much, but I, I, I genuinely would defend his, his, his inting last year. I would genuinely defend it. I think the only problem with that argument, Brent, is, yeah, sure, that's fine. But, like, Victor was playing, like, Neon. 
and Raze. He's yeah, playing like yeah, he's on smokes, smokes and breach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's ten seconds into the round, and we in don't theory, have a rolling thunder because my breach is dying on sight. You want those rolls to survive because they have regenerative <laughs> util and they get more value the longer they survive. But if no one's going to do it, he might as well. Sure. It's anyway, let's get to Navi. Uh, yeah, it's funny that, I mean, I remember, though, why Angel was on Yoru is because Artis said, I'm never playing that agent. I don't like the agent. I don't want to play it. And now he looks insane on Yoru. I mean, they're cooking on Breeze with, I mean, some of the plays that he's making as well. like The body block? Yeah, just, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, he yes. looks really good on this. Like, genuinely, they, and this gives me, like, such hopium. And I remember watching an interview with them. Uh, with uh, Doom Bros and Angel just talking about like, oh, what artists will mean for the team coming back and all that. And they were just like, you know, the little smile you get on your face, maybe, you know, when you when like you're you fancy someone and they and they, <laughs> they talk to you and, and you just feel like, oh, they talk to me. <laughs> like they had just like the little cheeky grin of like, oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. I can't wait. Um, I, like, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, for artists. Yeah, he's their You're little they guy. A, they missed him. He was. They had a school playground crush on artists, <laughs> and he's back finally yeah. in their lives. It's like, have you seen those? Have you seen those videos of like the the father coming back from the military and the little kid is running up and hugging them? It was that the dogs involved the little kid. Oh, dad's back from his tour. Yes, I thought he was gonna die over there. It's, it's so beautiful to watch. I I do have a conspiracy theory about this about why. <laughs> oh look at the little guy artist is artist is so cute in that one but my conspiracy theory is that the reason navi isn't wanting these crazy ridiculous lsd comps anymore is because artist's time at nrg he grew a spine but i'm not saying he was spineless he before spine, though, I, I think he always did but i think it is strengthened it is turned to titanium <laughs> playing with NRG. They put him on Killjoy for five weeks in a row. Immediately <laughs> after they get their first win, he's on a post-match interview. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck we were doing. I'm really glad we're playing <laughs> like that. <laughs> he learned that he's done with IGL's bullshit. No more silly comps. No more artists on random worlds. We are playing good, honest Valorant. And I think he has brought that back. And he's like... Angel, mate, if you're going to fucking bring me back on the team, you're not putting me on any dumb fucking role. <laughs> I'm not fucking, I'm not fucking playing your comp. You don't get back on Oh my god. Yeah. I'm playing the fucking Yoru. <laughs> I think that's real. I think that's real. And that's why their comps are good. That's why he's playing great. That's why Navi actually looks good. I also think uh, it, it's nice that he has a bit of freedom. I feel it feels like he has a bit of freedom. I like seeing him on like the op and just actually giving like them giving him opportunities to just kind of take picks that he wants to take. Um, the main thing of when I look about Navi in, in terms of how they're looking, they they pretty much in my mind one Copenhagen. Um, just from like obviously they, they were a good team, but the thing they gave him the, like the edge was always their approach to like the second rounds and never getting ecoed and having the best third round you could possibly have now in the current like economical climate with the with the outlaw like that's a lot easier for them to achieve in terms of these safer second mm. rounds once they win the pistol so they, they i think that this um not that they're using the outlaw too much i just think that like the, the pressure of it and, and making the other teams make sure they have like full ecos they'll clean it up by doing the whole three rifles two ghosts yeah. then they get the free then they get the five rifles 
into the next round. I've, I think that they're like a they're one of the scariest teams in terms of just snowballing right now and just having like seven seven nil starts or like five one starts and and just heavy heavy starts because their pistol strats are good. They're one of the best anti eco teams. As much as it's, as dumb as that sounds, it's very important. And um, yeah, and and they're just their conversion already. Um, of the third round is looking similar to how they won Copenhagen. So I think in terms of that factor and the fact that like the individuals are looking like really good as well, I, I think they're a scary team. I, I think they're like a, they're, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I, they're looking like a, a kind of like S team for me in this region. All right. An People clowned on plat chat, by the way, for putting us in the S tier, putting Arby in the S tier. Um, the whoa, 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 we haven't seen great. anything yet. It's, it's, it's too early. Let's wait. Yeah, they're in, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> That's all we need to talk about. All right, let's move on to the next team that has also seen some big, big, big improvements. Paratex. From having, I don't know, a roster last year to now 4-0 through the group stage. They're into the playoffs. And my question to you, TMV, have you ever watched basketball hit sport? <laughs> I I have sometimes, I suppose. Not much, but a bit. Okay. Are you familiar with Shaquille O'Neal? I have heard his name before. <laughs> and Kobe Bryant? I have also heard his name before. Is Boo and Mini Boo not <laughs> those two people? <laughs> well, I mean, it's another win for nepotism. That's all I know. Nepotism <laughs> wins again. Again? It's on the plays like this? Fucking hire the family. Hire the friends and family. Get them in. Get them in. Big boo, mini boo, yeah, boo, get the fucking, medium get boo, mama boo, It is crazy. That, those two are the highest rated VLR players across all of the kickoff. It's boo, and then second is mini boo, which is <laughs> extremely funny. I mean, how boo has such a high rating whilst IGL is like, insane. It is absolute insanity that he's playing this well. And I, after their first game and they beat foot, I was like, Oh shit, like Boo just had a life game. Like, oh my god, like, you know, Herod, unlucky foot, you just ran into someone having their absolute best game of their life. Come to the second game, and then he's still frying out of his mind. And I was like, what the hell? Like, where was this? Who is this guy? <laughs> like, was his brother just like all he needed to just realize that, oh, I can fucking shoot back so well all of a sudden because my brother is sitting next to me. Like, I'm going to, at least like he's, oh, I'm big brother, so now I have to, you know. Oh, I'll, I'll sort it out, little bro. Don't worry. Like, I've got this. Like, I yeah, he just turned into an absolute machine. But to be fair to Heretics, it's more than just that. And, and Benji as well, we should say as well. It's been, yeah. like, really good as well. Um, but, it like, the comps that they're cooking up, they're, cook they're playing some weird stuff. You know, they're playing a no-raise bind with a silver and an astro. Like, there's some weird stuff going on. But, like... I mean, we're going to talk about Calming Core later, and, and we're, I'm sure we're going to be positive about Calming Core. And Heretics fucking bodied them. They absolutely wiped the floor with them. They were 4-1 down, I think, on Lotus, and won 13-4 against Calming Core. Like, it was... <laughs> well, there you go, Bala. Give <laughs> <laughs> you Bala. The Fortnite community is back. Um, oh. Yeah, they're just, they're just insanely... They look insanely good. I, and they're playing Navi... Like, that's going to be a really spicy game because obviously, like, for Heretics, it's like, how good are you really? I think Navi obviously will be a good test, but, like, I, they could they could win that game. Like, like crazy it is. And I think Navi are yeah. playing really well as well. But, like, Heretics, like, you know, they didn't have an easy group. You know, like, it wasn't like, oh, you got, like, oh, you got a lucky draw and away you go. Like, what are a good team? Comic-Con made it through the play -ins. Like, 
you know, it's not like they breeze through an easy group and like they're imposters. You know, they aren't they aren't EG. You know, like <laughs> you think EG are imposters? Well, we'll I think, get I think they that. won one yeah. game against well, an OKG two. Oh, they won't get kicked out. Yeah, I forgot we're firing them after this. Yeah, <laughs> but heretics yeah. good. Heretics are yeah. good. Yeah, I, I like this team Luggy? a lot. Yeah, I was I was impressed, like really impressed. Um, again, it's it kind of shows that like sometimes the pieces, if, if you get a good environment and and all the right pieces, and you kick out like potentially, um, some of the pieces that maybe aren't buying into whatever your system is we won't mention any names but like uh i think that it, it's it kind of shows that someone can look relatively underwhelming last year uh and then look incredibly good especially if we're just like highlighting literally just boo on his own um so yeah i, I think insane performance from him having his brother in and just having like a, a team where like the vibes are crazy good we've got to remember they have a stand-in for this event by yeah. the way like that is insane like patty tech's doing he's he's not He's not doing anything crazy. He's doing his role. He's fragging while he's having good impact. Like he's he's doing great. He's kind of putting himself on the shop window as well. I think he's he's doing insane. Um, but yeah, when I look at the, I, I think they just kind of outplayed. I, I think they outplayed Foot overall. And then this K Corp game, they have completely anti strated the team with only one demo out there, and and that is very impressive to do. They saw they had a lot of reads, had a lot of early rotates, especially over rotates. Every single time they just. Um, especially on like Lotus here, it just felt like when K-Corp went somewhere, they just had no map control and they were just like crunched yeah. into like a, a, a bit of a bit of the area, whether it's like just C having no mount control or B just having literally no no control at all. So yeah, I think the I think just everyone deserves props in terms of the coaching stuff. First of all, believing in some of the pieces of the team before, um, and and then getting getting the right pieces in and, and just having like probably one of the best anti we've seen so far in kickoff in terms of this uh, K-Corp game. Because it was very impressive, and somehow, like Boo doesn't even need to keep up this fragging. Like, like what what he's doing right now is insane things. It like it shouldn't be possible to to keep this one up. But if he can keep to anywhere near this level, they're gonna have a really good year, and and they look scary. And I know it's still early, um, and maybe the foot kind of messed up a little bit with the first game, but um, it's it's good signs that a team can look so dominant um, just off one demo of another team. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I do wonder if they're going to be able to keep up the the heat check, the form check of of some of the individuals. But I mean, overall, I think they were really good at just being able to. A lot of teams fail. They they can play reactively and try and follow the trail of where play, where the teams might be playing. Like for example, here against Common Core. But what would happen is they wouldn't leave those gaps open. Like when Common Core would pivot to B, they would immediately call for like a reclearance of areas that need to be recleared. And they were on point. And then there was the hesitation at the right moments. They wouldn't just rush into scenarios. They'd wait it out, wait for the right time. Like Pad Attack controlling one one avenue, the round we just saw prior. Everybody waiting for the right time there. Pad Attack gets his own ult off for the counter pit. And they just, they use the counter pit to just get themselves into the site. The decay damage, a couple of spam kills. Um, it, it looks clean. I, I think this team has really, really good just discipline at the right moments. It's not just a team that are getting by by, by fragging. And um, this game was probably the worst look of Carmen Core that I've seen out of all the Carmen Core matches that I watched, to be honest. Uh, I definitely think they, they weren't playing up to scratch compared to where, where they were at. But I don't want to discredit Heretics either, because Heretics, they've, they've got all the right pieces together. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think that they, this, is a, this isn't some sort of fluky team that's just made their way through the upper bracket just by having really strong individuals. But they've did got they other pieces to make them a nice team. The easiest run to make. No. They no. 2 0 foot no. when they're not no. looking the greatest, no. like that. 
you, Navi, you, I think, you guys don't the think there's anything, anything form related here? Like, you guys think this is, like, these two 2-0s are, like, confident, legit, I, like, all about this squad? I, w I would argue and say they had the hardest. Yeah. I mean, to be honest. I, th I think Foot will feel hard done by, because I think that you could argue that Foot are, like, the fifth or sixth best team, but they just couldn't make it to play-ins because they had yeah. a, they had Kami Core and, and Heretics. Like, I yeah, I, I was just so, I'm just so impressed that they have just come out of nowhere. And, like, you know, I, I guess it goes back to your rookie point, I guess, as well. You know, you've got all these, like, young players who've never been in Tier 1. It's just like, you know, they, it doesn't matter, right? They're just fucking frying out their mind. Like, <laughs> they're just destroying, like, people who have been there all of last year and, and you know, acting like it's nothing. Um, yeah, and I, and I think looking forward to the Navi game, and that's one of the, maybe other than NRG Sentinels, I think that's the game that I'm, really like looking forward to because i there's a world where heretics like keep going and then we're all like oh my god this team is in like truly insane because it as you said it's like, like boo doesn't need to keep this up but if he does yeah but if, if he, he does, does but if, if he, he does, does they're going, they're going <laughs> jumps yeah all right heretics legit we'll talk more about them when we have pickums but i don't Allons ensuite les meilleures équipes du lait MLA. Allons les bleus, c'est comme un corps. les bleus. Pour un homme, à qui penses-tu À qui penses-tu de cette équipe Oui. J'ai watch coming for. Je veux. Je veux. Je veux coming for. My heart goes a flutter when I watch Common Core. <laughs> oui, oui. Très bien, très bien. When I watch Common Core, très bien. Dude, I think this team, they're cooking. I love this. I love watching this team in terms of the comps that they're bringing out. I think it really, you're seeing Eng's mind at work here. And um, just the depth as well. The fact that they're like stealing from other regions with different ideas. And this format, I think it's one of the smartest things you can do in this format is test of a team's adaptability because it's always going to be slipping. If you throw a comp that they're not ready for, you are going to have a really high chance with a win con, but it's not just that. Your players that are playing out of their fucking minds, man. I mean, Narrate is just an absolute freak of nature, but across the board, I think the entire team looks really Oh, he's on a French really team good. now. His name is Nahate. Nahate? What are you saying? I'm trying to get the ha, 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 you know, like the, the French do, but I can't do it. There's the, um, the team's cooking. And I think that they, they show really, really good understanding of what to do in funky scenarios. There was a, there was a match in the play-ins on Sunset, I think, versus um, Vitality. And there was a weird situation where Safe managed to look through um, when they're on, uh, get past the defensive protocols and save pits in their spawn. And immediately you see like the little ants, they just got a hint of a crumb. The pheromone trail points towards the fucking pit because someone makes a call like, we need to clear safe out of this position. Like everybody puts the focus onto him, but then it gets a bit crazy. And the, the, there was a reaction in kind from Vitality where they start taking rapid control of of the one site through elbow and instead of just instead the focus goes down to okay player at the back you're going to lurk through the pit while we crunch these players into elbow and fuck them when they're trying to hit that was so fucking nice and i think one of the greatest signs of a team that's got it got it together in that aspect is being able to pause at the right times not get carried away with the initial call and react accordingly which they did and and there's other teams that do that that i think uh, are really good and and potential for to win it all teams like sentinels do that really well on certain maps like split they are fantastic 
stick at really picking and choosing those right timings. But just the ability to sit down in the moment, in a round, and not necessarily counter call, but just immediately reacting to the new information that's going in front of you and making the, the right decision. And you've got the firepower there. And you've got some really, really cool comps that I think have some great ideas. Yeah, and th this team is is looking great. I mean, this is this is what Carmen Call is about. Listen, it's not just about clout. It's not just about appeasing to the French. It's about winning. And they're, and they're doing it, man. They did it through the planes. It was a treat to watch. Well, we're definitely not appeasing to the French after they heard your attempt to speak their language. I think <laughs> so they should that be. One's I mean, gone. the Parisians might be pissed, but I think that the rest of the people in France are quite nice. They'd be, they'd be like, oh, good job. <laughs> They'll like pat you on the head. Yeah, like, you, nice. did, you did it. You tried. You know? That's, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, this does bring me the question, though. That's a lot of positivity about Carmen Carr, and they beat some great teams. What what happened with the Heretics game? I, we, should we just should we just write that off as a first match, or, or so, what do you guys I, make of that? Okay, where, where I'm at at the moment Bye, is, uh, I would I would like to I would like to play against them right now if I'm a coach. Like I would like to play against them. It, they, they they do have like a set style on a map on every single map of how they like to play, especially certain situations. Um, and then, then I just think that. It is. I'm not saying it's a one and done because I think they have more legs, but I think it's never going to hit as hard, um, especially when I look at the sunset comp, right? And Sentinels were doing something similar to this where it's literally just like heavy over towards middle and you just have this comp that can just retake all of these sites just because of the open roof. So Gecko like it's, gets so much value. So I'm kind of looking at a lot of these comps and if I'm a coach at the moment, I'm like, damn, I want to play against K-Corp because I think that you can at least have a pretty good game plan against what they're doing. But now all I want to see is like an extra step from K Corp. I, I think uh, I think their next game is going to be cool because I know the like I, I trust in like the the coaching stuff and Fnatic and, and I just want to see um, I just want to see them like not be as readable with with some of their stuff at the moment and like some of their stuff is really really good. I don't want to take away from that, but like in a coaching perspective at the moment, I'm looking at that. I'm like, damn, I want to play them. Like I want to play them. I, I think you can do stuff against it that's going to work really well. And if they don't adjust like really early on in the game, I think they might be a little bit lost. But um, I just want to see the next step now from K Corp of just like just a little bit of difference, even if it's just for like the first five rounds or something. So the enemy team is just like, well, guys, the like our original game plan isn't working. They're playing different. Um, so, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and then they can kind of, after the five rounds, go back to like, if we're looking at sunset, just their normal heavy mid control and then just retake. So yeah, coach perspective, uh, with the demos out there, I, I think you can definitely exploit some of the, the weaknesses at the moment, but overall positivity, man, they've got some really cool stuff. The, I think we definitely have to talk about in the rate in terms of just the numbers he's putting up on all these different agents. It's, it's stupid. Like we, we um, we even said earlier when we we're talking uh, about yay like flex is the hardest role at the moment and <clears throat> the rate is just doing it to a stupid high level and when yeah let's throw and... na a bone on plat chat they need it <laughs> yeah yeah for sure right? like we... uh... Dude, um... <laughs> we've never NA's done that before yeah na is beautiful <laughs> a good it's a good time we'll we'll, we'll get to that we'll, we'll get to this <laughs> discussion in a moment <sighs> anything to add uh, on this team tmv are we just is it just the the francophone glazing session here? Uh, I mean, I've got bad news for them. They're What's going that? to get fucked by Fnatic. Um, so that's unlucky, I guess. Because <laughs> Fnatic have played two maps, and they've played, like, 12. So that's not going to be easy. And that's like you were saying, like, some of the some of the things are a bit readable. I think it happened on Split against Heretics as well. They did a really cool, in their first game, 
uh, like Astro Wall with a Yoru TP like in the little corner, and then I think there was a time they tried against Heretics as well, and Heretics were just like, "Yeah, we know you're there." <laughs> they tried it, they tried it with an Omenal, I think, right? Omenal, oh yeah, they tried it with yeah. an Omenal, yeah, and and Heretics, I think, were aware to it. So it's, yeah, it's little things like that that they might need to work on, and of course they have played a ton of maps. I do, st- I think as well, like you know, when you think of like like you know maybe some inexperienced teams, you know, Magnum hasn't been an IGL as well for you know a long time. I think this is his first time fully IGLing. So, but he he was like secondary calling and stuff on uh, on Apex, right? I think that was Mystic, from what I oh, heard. I may have yeah, made the me when I intentionally spread Mystic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I might be wrong as well, though. We we yeah. might both be wrong. But either way, Magnum like full IGLing for the first time, you know, like could. You can understand, like, there might be some, some you know, maps where it doesn't go as well for them. And, and that happened against Foot as well, right? I think they lost a 13-4 or something. 13-5, something like that, against Foot on Bind as well. So they def- there's definitely some, like, some cracks there. But in terms of, like, again, a starting performance, bringing in four new players to your team, you know, like, gelling together, the vibe seemed really good uh, in general for them. So, like... On the whole, I mean, it's it's a ma- it, they're again another team that's like way ahead of expectation. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, they're time. way ahead of schedule, and you know, yeah, they're probably gonna lose to Fnatic. Unlucky, you but it's Fnatic. it's Fnatic. It's Fnatic. Yeah. I, I I think we also do have to give credit that like remember this team fucking travesty last year. The fu- <laughs> the funny guys, the funny team, they got it together a little bit towards. But especially at the start of EMEA, it was a tragedy. And they were a big cloud team. They had a ton of followers. They had a lot of big players. And instead of getting like their, their head stuck in, we have to be the team with the biggest follower numbers and the biggest thing ever, they completely like reset everything. They build something from scratch. And I think have really put together something quite impressive, which probably not going to beat Fnatic, but have, have shown some great stuff and definitely excited to watch more of this team. But that brings us to the big boys. Fnatic. This might shock you guys, but I think they're still good at Valorant. Anyone disagree with that? Yeah, they're still good. Ren? I don't. I think the one of the most impressive aspects of Fnatic is um, that they just keep improving. They keep throwing new things to the mix. I think they, they got pushed in the map versus Vitality on Lotus, which has always been one of their better maps. Um, but they were throwing new new things into the mix. I don't know if this... I, don't, I can't remember Fnatic doing this before, but they were doing that... The uh, the a the a tree take where they would paranoia to one side, prowler the other, and then wait for either a connection or clearance, and both would just TP off of it, and without fail they were getting a a tree control every single time and a kill almost every single time. It was little little things like that where they're really just honing. The little I can categorically of, of guarantee they weren't doing that before because Bosa was playing Astra, and that would be incredibly oh, yeah. Imp- yeah. So they weren't doing that before. It's like them throwing that new into the mix. So. So I, I I was dead impressed, and I think that this this team should be, in theory, with all things set up, they've only shown, what, two maps? They should be set up yep. for a slam dunk win and just making it to Madrid, um, almost by default, because the format favors teams that don't reveal too much, and it favors adaptability. And um, they could, if they wanted to, they could cook up entirely new fucking comps and maybe even get by just off of raw firepower and come into the playoffs with that. Um, but yeah, so so far, so good. Their retakes on Ascent, now that I'm being reminded on here, on their A-sides, were so damn good. They were looking really clean. Just all the pieces are there. They haven't slipped. They haven't slipped. 
Yeah, I think as well, Lotus was very impressive, like losing double pistol wing, winning a map, even if it was overtime, like that's that's still a massive feat. Um, and just both as individual, some, I think it was, um, it's kind of similar to what you were mentioning, that there was one round where like they lost the first kill, I think maybe Alpha died on a default over towards C, and they were 4A, and then both just like open the door, flash the guy in door, and then just TP'd in. Like I'm like the confidence from Boaster at the moment, it's like really high. I like that yeah. he he's just uh, his his aim is looking crisp, and that he's just he just looks like he's ready to just take a little bit more risks. And I, I think that's a I think that's a good sign of him. The fact that he has like some some confidence. As Angel's well, thinking, so. but when I do it, everyone says I'm. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's but it's it's like it was once in two maps that we saw it, so that's like a nice little level for it. Um, but yeah. So I mean, what what else can we say? Really, it's just everything looks good, especially when you look at this ascent game. Um, they just had a, a rough start in terms of double the pistol on Lotus, but st still a few mistakes on on Lotus yeah, for sure. Defense. Uh, the defense but... side was a bit like there was still yeah. some yeah. times when they were, and I think even Boaster said it in the post match interview. I think that he was like, "Yeah, I thought our Lotus defense was a bit shaky." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I kind of to change some things. So that's kind of alarm bells. I felt like, like they got abused like in B a lot, right? I, I yeah. <laughs> Vitality were just like fast hitting B all the time, and then they were having like three A and couldn't get through. Bent, so there's a few yeah. rounds like that, that we um, know they're but, good but i i think the real question to, to ask here with the time we're going to talk about Matic, is anyone else in emea in you guys opinion close to the level is there is there a chance for it still be an upset but an upset in in playoffs here from any of these other four any of these other three i think navi can just just from the pure factor of from the field Pure factor of just the fact that converting converting the pistol and, and this third round like if they can get good starts snowball in this game it's like the, the amount of times like, my poor mod I always gets spammed when seven one happens and it feels like it's every single game um <laughs> like the amount of seven ones or like five nil starts we have is just outrageous at the moment so i think that they they can do that on um on some maps and but yeah, I think Navi, and then honestly, if K-Corp can continuously somehow reinvent themselves then then fair play um, but yeah, I, I would only say that Navi are convincing me that they're on a or can be close to this level. Yeah, if I, if I, if if you know you've got artists Sogetsu, Xiao, and Zipan, like if they have good games, you know, and then there isn't really necessarily a firepower difference. And I think, yeah, Navi have a chance if they're playing a, a good game that they could they could upset Fnatic. I, I, I it's still going to be super tough though. I mean, in this map as well, like Alf, like again, they were just Alfie is, he's just un, it's just unfair. To have like a sentinel player that just will get always get two or three kills like always like it's just such, like what do you do like Bren, what oh, do you think about Alfie? I I need Still to write oh, yeah. a public apology to Turkey to Alfie <laughs> to Fnatic. I need to get onto my knees and um I just need to start. I don't know. I was about to say glazing, but listen. The fucking, <laughs> don't I say don't get on your knees and glazing in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I, was, I, I need to apologize to everything. I mean, listen, the, this team has firepower in every single department now. There's no there's no weak links whatsoever. Not that there really was much of it to begin with. Um, the, one, the one thing that gives some level of hesitancy is the fact that we haven't seen like their whole map pool. And there's so much fucking RNG at play when it comes to the way the map veto works out i mean it's single limb bo3 like yeah. any the, so, the the artin bola tw rule every match is 70 30. there's no so, guarantee I mean, fanatic do have a, a big advantage where they've seen a ton of common cause uh maps but that doesn't mean that they're going to be up to the same standard as their ascent for example and their lotus was pushed because of the defense side so they have shown some weaknesses i don't think it's an impossibility 
for example. I don't think it's going to be a clean sweep for Fnatic, but they have every advantage they could possibly hope for, and they look like they're in a stronger position than they ever have been before in order to qualify for an event and potentially even win major event, which is crazy to say because they've always been really, really, really good. I mean, they keep teasing that they're going to play Yoru. If they don't play Yoru, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed if they just play fucking bedge boring comps, like all the same comps as last year. I really want to see. And they didn't ban Breeze. And I thought that was very interesting as well, because mm. we've like, seen Fnatic have played there. like one game of Breeze ever, and they played fucking Neon Breach. What so if I it's just see... the most elaborate bait and like Durka, like gave someone else his account to just play Yoru on and like <laughs> yeah, he's been right. posting everything about Yoru just to do what if it's all a fucking ruse no 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 no, no. this guy's posting too much about Yoru it's not yeah. it's not real the no 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 look is. at this shit look the at this shit he's never playing it he's never playing it I just want to see what they cook up though with an interesting gift, comp man. I just want to see it look at <laughs> that one's so good <laughs> That's so good. Did they? Uh, did He's they ban not Sunset? Playing the it's I. It's fucking guaranteed. Looking at this, <laughs> dude, they gotta play it. Yeah, you wouldn't be wasted that much time. They'll bring no, it out like one no. map. Surely. He has some fucking fanatic intern on this shit <laughs> to be baited. It's every post. Every post is a Yoru gif. They have to. They're not going to. They have to. They're going they to. They have they'll to. Play, they'll play it. I can. No. You can, you can feel no. it. Did they um did they ban Sunset then? Is that what they're banning? Yeah, they they, they, they love Sunset. this thing where they just ban like the new map until they just yeah. work out how everyone else is playing it and just go, yeah, let's just let's do this. We'll just take that. And I think that's yeah. gonna work well against K Corp. That's their best map on Sunset. So Yeah. Also one of the only good maps in the Yeah. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I really like Sunset. I, I really yeah. enjoy watching I, it. I like the map too. I like I the way the it like plays in the mid round. I like how we're still getting like some comp diversity on it. I think it's pretty sick. But that wraps up our overview. I wanna we have we have a fucking we have a clickbait title discussion coming up. But first, first, I wanna do our predictions for the EMEA playoffs. And the first game here, a qualification game to Madrid, heretics versus not. <laughs> oh, oh let's go, yeah. let's go. Brennan has picked heretics, the rest of us have gone Navi. Ren, I want to start with you. I think this. I think this might be a really close game because I'm. I'm pretty high up on Heretics. I'm pretty high up on Navi. Um. But yeah, I, I just think it's looking more. It's looking more fleshed out. It's looking more fleshed out on a, a variety of comps. Whereas with Navi, I feel like I've seen them get pushed on some and win on one half of one map, but then struggle on another. For example, on their Breeze and their Split. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a close game, and I, 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 I'm, I went with Heretics as a bit of a punt. We've dodged the Platchat curse as a result. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have yeah. too You're much more to add. I'm so it. glad we. I'm so glad you've picked this brand to be honest, because yeah, like again, this is another one of those games where you know Heretics come out, and again, Boo and Mini do, Boo just absolutely fry. They beat Navi, and then we're all like, oh, Platchat. They what do they know? <laughs> You know the comments yeah, I mean, are coming I, out. I've, I've dodged it because that, that's a yeah. real possibility that could end up happening. Yeah, um, I think it's a it's a scary matchup. Like like we're saying, yeah. if Boo and Mini Boo frag to the same level, they've won this. Like <laughs> they've they've actually won this. This is stuff pure fragging power. So yeah, it's um 
I get, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you went for it because it's not a, it's not like a, it's not like a, it's more like a 50 50 game. Maybe it's like slight advantage to Navi. It's so hard when there's not much data out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The, the there's thing. not a lot to know. I, I think it's going to come a lot down to like prop and just like individual form. Like, like you're saying, like any of these guys on Heretics could easily show up and like make this upset uh, a reality. But, I think this is going to be, like, the match to watch for me in EMEA. I feel like this is, like, the one where it is the most unknown who's going to be going to Madrid. And honestly, really excited for, for either of these teams to, to make it to an international event. Uh, but let's check out the other qualifying match and what we thought about this one. Already talked a lot about it. Fnatic Carmen Core. Oh! Fuck! I was praying that somebody would go Carmen Core. I was praying. Nah, I'm not that worried about this. I'm not worried about this. No, this one I'm like, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> now, now they're going to clip this as a video yeah. of us yeah. going, no, this is fine, oh, secured. It's fine. The no, French no. DMs. This We're is, about to learn this is a guarantee. This is a guarantee. You think this is a guarantee? Yep. I think yeah. it, it should be because of everything we've already discussed. I mean, Common Core yeah. showed the most maps. We know that Fnatic are a good team in terms of prepping for their opponents. Uh, Fnatic haven't shown anything, like they've shown two maps. They could have new, normal new stuff comps. <laughs> yep, two, two stuff up their sleeves. Like, they could have anything that forces Carmen Core to adapt. But I just have a feeling that we're going to be wrong. I don't know why. I, don't, I mean, it, I would mean be, it would be fun to watch. If oh, it would be insane. If Carmen Core so win sick. this game, yeah, that would be... If Fnatic aren't at Madrid, that's wild. Just yeah, imagine that world. Crazy. Yeah, Carmen Core um, EG, grand final. <laughs> <laughs> You've, you've just spoken into existence. It's fucking happening. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I do think, like, this does speak to, like, the level that EMEA has risen to, right? Because last year, everyone was like, yep, Fanatics winning everything. There's no contest. No one's even close. But this year, it really feels like these teams are, like, leveling up, and it's going to mm -hmm. be pretty competitive in the league. Yeah, it's, it's like the two... We, we always used to talk about, like, the middle of the pack. And Heretics and K-Cop were like the two teams we would never put in the middle of the pack, and now they're yep. just up in there. So it's like, well, now like it's now like nine teams in the middle of the pack. It's like, what do we do? So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun year. It's like, um, I can't remember who said it last time on the show. Someone said that like last year was like, re I think it might have been UTMB. It said last year was like really easy to predict in terms of um, EU, right? EMEA was just like this team's gonna beat this team. Um, whereas whereas this year, I think it could be a little bit wild. Definitely some upsets. Well. We're talking about form in the leagues. And I believe, TMV, you had a topic that you wanted to discuss. You're giving me credit for it. Wow. Yeah. Producer TMV. <laughs> there you go. You produced this one. It's a simple question. Mm. Is EMEA better than America's? EMEA gotten a lot better throughout the offseason. A lot of these teams getting closer together. Uh, a lot of these teams showing us some creative comps while some of the America's teams are playing old pistol shit from 1984. <laughs> are they in better form, though, than what America's is showing right now? And TMV, since you brought this up, I want you to take the floor. Okay, my, my opinion on this is, is thus. I think that, you know, obviously, yeah, I may have Fnatic which is kind of like a big advantage as well, because until someone proves that like they're consistently better than Fnatic, you, you got Fnatic. I think that the middle... <laughs> That's yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah, they're, they're, they haven't lost this same, season, actually. Both Undefeated. Teams won, both teams won, the, won their two maps. Yeah, They made it to the playoffs. Nothing you Literally. can argue against that. 
Um, but I would say that the middle of EMEA, the median team in EMEA, I think is better than America's. I think... Uh, going into your mind, I think the median <laughs> team, sixth place team in EMEA, I would probably say is foot. I think the medium team in, in America is probably G2. Mm. I would take foot <laughs> over G2. Sorry, my cat just me. launched Pokemon. <laughs> 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 Sabine, why did you do that? Sorry, continue your point. No, don't hit them again. <laughs> my monitor just turned off. What is going on? <laughs> Get down off my desk, cat. Oh, come on. Yes, I... The, the, I think the median team in EMEA is better than the average in Americas. But I think that maybe there's like more good teams in Americas. But I, you if, think so? Heretics, Heretics might prove me wrong on that point. I, I feel like it, the EMEA. There's a lot more teams in the top end this year compared to Americas. Um. Just I'm talking like top, think... top end though, I think. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking yeah. about like teams, that, like, let me put it this way. I think there's more America's teams that could win an event okay, yeah. than, hmm. than an EMEA. But how I mean. do you, but okay, so my question is, this kind of goes to how do we define the question? Because in my opinion, I think the, the fact that there are, I think the fact that there are <laughs> more America's teams that are, in my mind, contenders to win top level international events and be like world beaters would mean for me that it is an overall stronger league than having more teams that are pretty good, but not up to that level. I think that also shows that our middle of the pack teams can compete with those teams, would then lean me to say that America's is stronger. I'm not even sure I'm on the middle of the pack. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm even with the middle of the pack being better, because I'm thinking like D2, like if I'm thinking G2, even MIBR with how they're looking, I feel like that game... Against like, are you saying foot? So I'm a, okay. In terms of like America's, I'm like S tier is like like four teams right now. Then 100 Thieves is looking pretty good on like the border, and they're kind of all up there in terms of who I could think could win an event. You think 100 Thieves can win an event? Oh, 100 I Thieves look sick. I think they could. 100 Thieves look sick, man. Like, let's be honest, they look good. I actually uh, think. Mo I don't know about this. That. Might be controversial. Uh, I think any of the top 70 percent of America's league teams. That were to go to what an international event say? would be a contender to win. I think I think we saw that with EG last year. I think it is the league with the closest competition, with the and I think the level when you go into an international event from any of these teams, from just the environment they are surrounded by, from the amount of high quality Valorant, and that even these middle of the pack teams can compete with the top level. I think any of like the the upper half, the upper seventy percent go to an international event and reasonably be considered mm. a contender to win yeah I, I think i kind of agree with that i think if i went from like one down to 11 of who i'd rank in americas against one to 11 in emea and the one played one two played two i think i would be confident that americas takes that on the, the only teams in americas that i would say go to an international event and i wouldn't be like you're a contender for top spots MIBR crew cloud nine fury right now everyone else that went i could well maybe i don't know how to feel about eg yet well I don't yeah, know how to feel about each I, but I this it's a weird question because I think the floor for both of the regions has been raised. Like to be honest, just sure. absolutely. Bottom, we don't have we don't have these teams that are just like mailing it in um, anymore. Not to say that the teams that went winless were mailing it in. <laughs> maybe DFM, but like Crew went close a couple of times last year. But they went still, cl close every time. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's hard, but but now most teams are competitive against each other. Even the teams we didn't expect to be competitive, like have been have shot all the way up. 
So it's it's hard to say. But in America's, I, I don't think the top of the pack is really as wishy-washy as we might seem. Because I, I would just put, I mean, you've got Loud, I mean, you've got Sen, I mean, you've got NRG. And that's who I would put near the top. And then You're not rate right Leviathan? I mean, Leviathan will probably be like in that spot with 100 Thieves alongside them. They, they both played really closely between each other. And I don't think, I don't think Lev have reached the... Like they're supposed to Lev be a super almost, team, but they don't, Lev they're, they're not playing at a level of a super played team. Played very close to Loud. I mean, the split match, like one or two rounds going the other way, winning that, that pistol round in the second. Both, oh, both yeah. that, I mean, that was a I, mad I, game. I, I, I don't disagree with you on this, that. This fact. is what I mean, though. Like your yeah, your good teams are yeah. playing absolute slop fest. You're talking about MIBR. Watch that. <laughs> watch the Fury at MIBR game again. Oh, and okay, watch your eyes Fury out. Fury at MIBR. Like, that's Fury at MIBR. We don't talk Yeah, but you're talking about, oh, we've got such a good middle of the pack. No, no, no. In my mind, those are those are like put them down <laughs> put them down <laughs> they're not towards the top i don't know what that means but they're they are not the teams i'm talking about when i'm talking about the top like those are those are the exceptions to the rule in my mind but to me i've still seen i've still seen slop like i've still seen sloppy maps you know i i thought the 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 send but then the you're talking map, you're like... talking about heretics as contender and they i mean their first game against carmen core was like like i feel like heretics have nepotism on their side they have no worries <laughs> don't worry about it boo is the best player in the world statistically right now so what are you gonna say to that exactly I, it's, fucking stats don't care about your feelings i guess i've been i've yeah. been owned I, I look for me i feel like again some of the the like yeah it's an like it's an interesting debate of course there's multiple ways you can do it and and that's a and you made a Fair point, Mimi, that, like, yeah, I, I agree that probably America's has more teams that could contend, like, it could contend for an international event, and if you want that to be your measuring stick, then, yeah, you probably go with America's. Mm. Well, TMV, I don't, we can we can. I don't necessarily agree with Sluggy if they played 1-1, one 1-11. To one, one to I think it would be very close. I think it would be extremely close. Well, who's alongside Firstly. Fnatic? Well, Fnatic F put Fnatic down as a win. EMEA 1-0 up. And NRG or Lounds. But yeah. I, th I think uh, Loud are like owning it with new comps and people don't know how to play against it. So that is all. So I would maybe put NRG as like the safe bet, but. But then, but then even if you go to two, like you got Navi versus whichever one of Loud. But then, but then any other game. Yeah, <laughs> Every like... other game, I feel like I'm fancying the Americas. Navi, teams. Loud, really? I feel like I lean oh, I Yeah, I, I don't think like... I would favor Navi over NRG, Sen, Loud. Of those teams, yeah. that's where the I gap. Think, is. That's I, I'm not saying I would heavy because... favor them. I just think it would be uh, that would be a coin flip. But to I, me. I do agree with your point, TMV. That if we get down to like Foot versus Furia, or like a like a Giant versus Clouds Cloud Nine, like those games, I I do agree with you that I think if we're going one for one down the list, once we get towards like the worst five teams in the league, I'll give you credit there. But I think we should be waiting. I think I think we shouldn't be proud. If I was a European, I wouldn't be proud of my worst five teams being better than America's worst five teams. Yeah, it's it's true. As a as a as an as an American, as a free person, I'm proud that in my head, top five teams better than your top five teams. <laughs> Partner. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting question though. All yeah. Right. All right, well, uh, I've decided I've won the argument, and I'm kicking TMV off the show. Um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about America. <laughs> do, we, do you want to do a break first? We'll yeah, let's, let's do a little break. TMV, Sliggy, thank you both for coming on.
Welcome. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. No problem. Go watch the next week's There's a shortage there. of people who have watched 50 hours of Valorant within yeah. a week. And you are the, you're the only two, you are somebody, only two Canada's we can draw up. So thank the you. Few, thank you for joining the few, the proud. <laughs> yeah. The ghost streamers. Well, uh, Semper Fi to you boys, and uh, thanks for coming on as always. <laughs> We're going to go to a break. We'll what? be back with America. Matt Mr. X on the list. Yeah, uh, Matt Mr. X uh, funds Plat Chat by himself, for those who don't know. Yeah, that's, Rob crazy. Moore Chat. that's crazy. All right, I'm going to tell Baby and Sean to join the call and then find some awesome, awesome. Actually, you know what? I'm going to prioritize the relative free. Then I'll ask Baby and Sean to get the, the show here. Yeah, there's no, we're not, we're not covering China. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're not covering China um, because there's not enough people who have watched the games, too many games to cover, but we will cover them at some point. And um, I'm hungry to give you an update on me. I'm currently a little bit peckish. I'm gonna get. I'm probably gonna order some food. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. All right, I failed yeah. with the royalty-free music, unfortunately. That's okay. Don't worry. I order my food now, or should I order it like midway through the Americas? Mm. Do it midway because then you get it like immediately. Actually, yeah, have it prepped it. now and then just press the button yeah. midway. I've got it prepped. I'm just starving, so I'm like, Ooh, maybe I maybe I get it. Yeah, we we struggled. We struggle. We're struggling to um, do a lot of these episodes, chat, because people are flying um, super often and traveling for the events. Um, like pretty much most of um, the Plat Chat crew is flying today. Me and Mimi flew last night. So, um, and then when we're working the events, we can't actually watch all the regions, so we can't even talk about the regions unless we like cram and just don't have a social life. But um, we managed it. We managed it this time. I think this might be a special case where there's just been so many matches in such a short amount of time where. Um, once yeah, and over, we'll, when we'll when the okay. the stages start, it should be a lot easier because the leagues won't be as insanely desynced. And if they are, there'll yeah. be some sort of consistency which we can schedule around. Um, I think we yeah. got someone in here. I hear some typing. Let me see who it is. It is Baby Yo. Bay. What's up, dog? What up? What up? What up? What up? How you guys doing? Also, Baby Bay. Yo. You hear me okay? What up, guys? Yo, we got Sean well. too. Nice. Oh, yeah. Thanks for joining. We a lot of swear on here or what? Yeah, we passed the five minute mark. Do I need to get on Discord or is it just? No, it's just no, this just, for now. Just on this. I think you might need yeah. to switch to your uh, SM7B, Sean. I think it's taking your webcam mic or your DSLR. Oh no, I actually want to use this. Oh, and if you want. <laughs> <laughs> is this better? Yeah, it sounds great. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah we'll, Welcome. We'll probably cover China next time, chat. Um, yeah, you guys are fucking crushing it out there. I just want to let you know. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. What do you mean? With the episode or just in life in general? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the broadcast and the episode, dude. The broadcast. You said something. Oh, man, that first part. Fuck. I was relating, but I was laughing. <laughs> what it was, dude. It's all a blur. It's honestly been so much Valorant. It's honestly all a blur. Yeah, it's been a lot. 
lot way of Valorant games. To watch. Way too many games to keep track of, too. Dude, the casting is fucking insane, by the way, baby. It's so good. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. There's been so it was gonna be. <laughs> dude, there's been so many moments, by the way, in my co-stream when you cast that we share the brain cell. Like yeah. I will I will <laughs> say nice. something and you will literally say the same exact words. It is the <laughs> weirdest fucking thing, dude. It's the weirdest thing. I love that, dude. Flip and love that. Wait, are we allowed to swear on here? Yeah, no? you're allowed to swear. We're past five. Oh, I fucking I love that. I kind of <laughs> like you saying flipping, though. <laughs> I, I heckin' love that. I heckin' love the tens, no? Jake <laughs> <laughs> <Big> sucky. Doesn't <laughs> he do the heckin' thing or whatever? Uh, yeah. Rick, that's what he does. <sighs> I'm at a real show. Is that the sound hey. of Mimi coming back? Dude, I'm so glad the fucking Europeans are gone. Oh my god. Wait, is this hey, is this thing on? That's oh my god. European. Wait, oh my wait, god. wait. Hey, I, uh, it's the yeah, wait, Bren's like, wait, I'm European. It's the no, Bryn's, Bryn's not a part of Europe. They cut off the cables and floated away. That's true, actually. They did. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually liked the Europe. Really nice. That was fun. No, uh, I heard them not recognized. Kind of, kind of crushing hosting. Uh, yeah, let me back. Oh my gosh. Gotta I'm on the big screen right now. <laughs> All right, we got new guests, baby. Bay, <laughs> that's his Yo. name. He's here, Mr. Oh, Casterman. How mood. was your Damn. How was your Casterman debut? <laughs> it was good. It was good. Uh, like I, I was definitely nervous the first every time I got on there. I, I didn't realize how like low of a voice I had, like how deep. Yeah, man. That over, I was like, I gotta get some energy in that, you know. So, uh, <laughs> that's what I try to focus on throughout the week. Bringing the hype a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it was, you were clearly improving, like, from cast to cast. Thank you. Good. Pretty sick. <laughs> I don't think people understand how hard it is to, like, not repeat the same, like, phrase or word. Like, it's like, uh, it's so, dude, it's fucking, so fucking hard, man. You're telling like, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thousand yeah, yard this, stare. You've been doing this for a long time, bro. Like, and, it, and it won't ever go away. I'll tell you that now. You get you'll, you'll, you'll review every game and you'll be like, oh, I said this word like five times. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just using the same terms. And you'll be like, and it, it's lit. You're, you're Sisyphus. You're pushing up the boulder. Every <laughs> single cast. It's so Take hard, a shot though. every time I said shot in my last cast. <laughs> oh, my God. I love for, the sports references, by the yeah. way, Mimi. Last night, they're so fire. Wait, you said, sport, wait, what did I reference? The that basketball is... one. You said something like nothing but net, or I don't remember oh, what it was, okay. bro. I was like, dude, uh, okay, Sean, you weren't here for the beginning. I took immediately after that game wrapped. I rushed to LAX. I was on a red eye. I slept for maybe two hours and promptly did this podcast at home. Dude. So I have no yeah. recollection of what happened in that game. I just want to let you know, Mimi, that cast last night. Probably my favorite cast of all time. I was crying <laughs> laughing. Dude. It was so funny. I'm yeah, glad. it was so funny. Oh my God, the it was so good. Dude, shout out to everyone that stuck around the crowd for the clown fiesta. They were going crazy. I loved it. Yeah, well, that was the match of the century. I think we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but let's start <laughs> the best off. guard we ever seen. It's crazy. <laughs> True. Let's start off by talking about 100 Thieves. Ooh, the more ooh. things change... The more they stay the same, they've been grouped. Sean, yes. as as someone who I've watched sadly view nope. many hundred thieves games, I just want to hear emotions <laughs> in this trying time. I think they looked they looked hopeful. I, I 
I mean, especially knowing what we know now about Group B, we had we speculated it was the Group of Death, and I think they played it pretty well. I mean, in both of their series, they made it to the third map, and they had leads on the second half. Now, like, you could argue, is this just, like, more of the same? Like, collapses in the third map, <laughs> pressure problems. I think it's weird the way they, like, lost uh, to the Reyna on Icebox. That's not very good. You know, like, they couldn't close out these games, and I think that's a problem. Uh, and when I watch them, I do see some of those same issues. Like, they kind of stall out, and it looks like they run into, mm, I guess, like, idea problems in the mid-round. Like, no one's vocal enough. And that's where EU, I think, needs to probably overperform this year behind Bustia. The thing is, like, I don't know if EU is known for being a mid-rounder, you know? Like, I don't think that was his job when he was on... Well, what team was he on before this? Not Ghost, right? M80. Uh, M80. Yeah, like, I don't think that was his really... That was his role on the team, so... I don't know, like they're gonna have to mold him to do that. But they I, I think they I think they look pretty good considering the amount of time that they had together. You know, I yeah. feel like I feel like they haven't really had that much time. Yeah. Kind of similar to like energy, yeah. but energy just has five superstars, so it kind of makes up for that lack of playing together, right? Are you as gecko pilled as Bustio? Because Bustio is <laughs> really on the fucking gecko hype. Right I, I'm I'm on board with yeah. with Bustios. I, I I actually like the the theory of a lot of the comps they're they're running, uh, yeah. especially they they lost the bind versus Sentinels. Um, mm -hmm. I I don't think they they really played against the Eurocomp very well. I didn't feel like they were ready for a lot of like the weird teleports that Tens are throwing that I really feel like they should have been ready for because they played that comp before. But I think the ideas they have with the comp is really nice. The way the the way that Bustio was calling um, the 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 defense there, or sorry, it wasn't against Send that they lost. It was uh, the bind in the the other series that they ended up losing. Yeah, they actually um, like dominated Send. Yeah, yeah, they did. I had it backwards up. in my head. Yeah. I was like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Ten still got by them a couple times. But I think the way yeah, they yeah. call on defense around like Bustio's like uh, timings on his utility coming back online, I think playing uh, like. The, the fade gecko stuff i really expected teams to play like a flash initiator like a your gecko or a, or even a sky gecko or something like that but I, I like some of the stuff they showed with the fade i think like the execs with the the, the like double info uh cycles coming in to kind of hide that gecko i was pretty cool uh and i think boosty plays really well on it especially the ideas they build around the alt like i think the theory of a lot of their comps and like the prep ahead of time to me was a lot more compelling than previous hundred thieves but i do feel what you were saying sean they fall back to the same kind of classic hundred thieves issue of they get late into these games and it feels like they're running out of ideas in the mid round and don't quite adapt in time and kind of freeze up a little bit in like these high pressure third maps yeah it seems like they default to like taking fights and playing loose <laughs> when comms are missing right whereas other teams might kind of default to playing passive like if you watch crew in those moments where maybe like the in-game leader isn't in full control they're still in like this one three one that's super passive whereas when i watch 100 thieves it's like they don't have that like ethan on their team that eg had last year behind yeah. they don't have like zelsis or saucy like sentinels has they don't have this second voice that's almost like another in-game leader right yeah and that's where yeah. i worry for them like deep in the season i agree yeah. with that I, I have a big problem with 100 Thieves right now, where it's... <laughs> my, my initial problem with them was that they felt like they felt... When they were taking fights last year, it felt like they were never... They, they, they didn't think they could win them. 
genuinely like they would they would they would lack confidence to swing to trade there was hesitancy in everything they were doing this time it's gone the complete opposite direction and i don't know why that is but you'll see a really good indicator i think of a well-drilled team and a team that knows what they're doing is that they they pick the right times to fight together and then they pause in the right moments too it's not always yeah. trying to play at a super high tempo and i don't know what the issue is inherently but asana will consistently be ahead of the pack of the rest of his team when they're not ready to set up and, and help him fight another area. Hmm. And it's like the tempo they want to play at is like, it, it's almost like Asuna would be suited for paper X rather than <laughs> the rest of the team because they, they, they physically can't catch up in time with, with what he wants to do um, in a lot of those rounds. And that's where some of these, some of these big openings, like they're finding an advantage off the rip with the initial exchange of util because they've clearly drilled a lot of like, I mean, like look heavy at this little setup to take ramp. It's so mm. cool. Yeah, they've, they've drilled a lot of these little moments at the, at the, right at the start of the round. And it's why their bind is so good, because bind leans more towards just like, okay, we can just pop A straight away because it's like the, there's no ground to cross whatsoever. Um, but that, that, that was what I was noticing over and over and over again, is that the rest of the team having to overextend, stretch themselves too thin to catch up to Asana as a player and help support him so that he didn't just end up dying in these, in these weird scenarios. And so if they manage to just drill in a little bit of discipline into their game plan uh, in those moments and calm down a little bit, like, okay, they've got the confidence. That's good. I felt like they, they were missing that last year, but now slowing it down in the right moments, like the same way that Sentinels do on their split where they're like, they don't overextend. They, they're making sure that they're really clear in terms of what areas they want to fight over and retake. Mm -hmm. And if they want to re-clear something, if they add that into their game plan, like this team, I think can look really, really good. Yeah, I think this is for me. I'm not, I'm not like super doomer about um, about the overextension stuff because to me, I I kind of see it as like an overcorrection from last year, right? Like the the entire <laughs> issue, like yeah. what you were saying, was that like they were cowering in fear that entire thing and like no one wanted to take a risk no one wanted to give away an advantageous fight and i think bustio has literally just been screaming at them like we can fucking win please you're good wake at the up. game just take wake a up, fight team. wake up wake up and they're doing it but they're they're just pushing it a little bit too far but i i do think it is something that can be reined in and refined when it's a team that i think has like already showed us some good ideas and has shown us that they they actually have like the, the the energy back baby back yeah i definitely think you're right about that i think that bustio bringing the confidence i mean he's a cha he's a champion right he's a, he's a major winner right now and he needs to seep that confidence to his whole team but i mean all the problems do lead to not having like an actual anybody was there to be with the pack you know with asuna they could tell him to slow down they could tell him, you know wait on this timing and then work off each other bounce ideas off the of boost yeah so I, I don't know that, that is the main problem and dude they do need to do was it was it like this when you were coaching the team sean where was asana was it, when i'm when i'm looking at the player camps asana's popping the fuck off he's like yeah. screaming during these during these games like have you, ever, have you ever seen his eyes yeah Asuna is crazy like he, honestly he's a great player like people really underrate him as a player he is very vocal Provides a lot of ideas. Will tell the team what he wants to do, where he can get fights. He puts in the work necessary. He's, a, he's like positive mental a lot. Keeps the mood up. Like he does all the intangibles really well. I do agree though. Like I think the spacing with the team is off a lot. And it was something that I think we even struggled with back then, right? That's why I felt like we had to be very like set play focused, mm. right? As a CS player, I'm obviously more inclined to mid round <laughs> more and default a lot like like fns or something like that but yeah 
when you're, you're up against the clock and you don't have time to learn these fundamentals, you have to be yeah. more set. You have to be more rigid in order to like minimize variance. And I feel like their level of variance is always so high when I watch them now. Like they can beat anyone, but also like they can lose to anyone. That's what I feel like when I watch Hundred <laughs> Thieves. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will say like something about like the roster that you coached that I think made it so much different and like the dynamic was different. I feel like Will had like a. I write about that or. Yeah, he definitely did, and like, uh, like yeah, like when I played with him, like he seemed yeah. to like just have great comms and like call what he wants to do all the time as the main duelist. Yeah. I think what Bren mentioned also is something that goes like so under the radar in Valorant is it, it's so hard to even talk about like the ability to like freeze around. There was a round that you were actually casting, I think, Bren, with like loud versus maybe Sentinels on Ascent where they approached the B site and they just like postured, loud yeah. did, like one outside of market, one in market, one like at boat and one in B main. And there was like two Sentinels players in like the back of B. And they just waited for like the breach fault line recharge in this really aggressive mid round spot with zero Sentinel util holding their flank. And this is something that, I mean, that takes a lot of theory talk. Like that's just all talking and all just like, hey, when we're in this scenario, like I could be here and angle off and hold your back. You could be here and angle off and hold this. And when I watch yeah. loud, they have all of that trilled. Yeah. But my question then is, is this something that, you know, Bustio, he just started calling. They had a meta change, like a patch change right before they had to play. Not a lot of practice with the new roughs. Is this something we should be writing off as like, okay, they showed some okay, some good stuff. They have quite a bit of time here to reset. Or is this like legitimately worrying you guys uh, for them in the regular season? Uh, the, um, I, I think... There's a lot of parallels actually to this team and the way that they're getting set up right now and EG at the beginning of the season of last year. Because what I mean, when I'm walking through the cafeteria, I'm seeing Bustio sit down with with Zeke, right? The coach. Zix. Um, Zix. And and they're like going over all of the openings of the rounds that they want to go over, like execs. You know, they're they're drilling execs for the beginning, like really, really well orchestrated rounds. And that's that was the bread and butter early on of EG. I don't know if you remember it, like their pearl comp. Like that was really the only thing they had going for them was like they yeah. would have these really, really great openings to like taking the extremities or taking a site like on pearl that Yoru comp. And then it took a cut. It took like a lot more matches into the regular season to get the middle portion. Like when okay, when you get the site, how does everything not go wrong? Okay, when you get that advantage, how does everything else go right? How do you combo these alls into one another? Like that the the really middle the middle section was getting worked on later, and that made that team a championship team. I think the I think you've got the groundwork laid out for this 100 Thieves squad. They just haven't quite found the right tempo and the right timing. Somebody needs to either take charge in the in those moments to call something. I know a lot of teams have a safe word that they call out. Just like just just to get people to sign up. I'm not even kidding. Pineapple. Like, actually. Seriously. Pineapple though. I've heard pineapple okay. being used but as a do teams call that a safe word? Because I've no, I've it's I've, not, I've it's always, not I've always heard word. that called like, that... this is the word we use to pause the route. Yes, not yes, it's it's the safe, safe word. Safe it's word. Just, the, I'm not comfortable right now. Let's slow down. <laughs> <laughs> You're going too fast, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Holy Christ. Shit. I regret saying that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, shit. do you like the color red? Yeah, great. Oh, I really sure, regret saying that. Anyway, okay. That's um, I think, I think so, they've got the base level there. I think they've, they're, they're coming up with cool ideas. 
It's just that it's just that stuff that gets developed a little bit later, and um, it should come with them as long as they recognize that as a potential problem. I personally, I can see it from the outside in, and um, it was Josh who first told me. Like he just po pointed it out, and since then I can't stop watching it. It's like they they don't they just play at that high speed tempo all the time, trying to, and they're just getting dragged dragged by like the the tailwind of Asana into into a lot of these unfavorable situations, and it's like yeah, they just need somebody to. Put a, like put a stop and a pause in those moments but that takes a lot of learning too that takes a lot of vod reviews and like understanding in the moment because it's just time man yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. time it's just like I, I knew it was a trap round too i think uh in the third map against sentinels like they won the bonus by cryo jumping in that smoke and winning a one-on-three oh, in the insane, and dude. then immediately after i was like this is the fucking trap round they're gonna lose this thrifty <laughs> and they just ran it down ramp and second just made that play where he double satchels out of heaven oh yeah and it, it i don't think they went around after that they literally ended the game like losing six straight i believe yeah Project. yeah it was tough all right they they need a little time they were in the group of death. We'll get to but, see them but, in the regular. But yeah, I mean, just just to put a, a bow on it, did they get unlucky? Yeah, I think they were in the hardest group. Yeah, like absolutely. They were in the hardest group. Yeah, that group was that. that was insane. I, I don't think they're like they're they're placed in tenth, eleventh. I don't think they're a tenth, eleventh team in America's by far. Like oh, absolutely. This, the, this team should be right now. They're currently sitting at like middle of the pack, and I think that they could definitely make their aim attending an, an international tournament. It should be. I, I also think we saw players like stepping up from like Cryo actually looked pretty good in the in this tournament. Like flying on smokes, he looked way more comfortable. And the map where he did like without the jet on Icebox was looking great there as well. It seems like there is reason for hope if you're a hundred thieves fan. So definitely excited to watch them. But there was another victim of the group of death. Uh, and that was Leviathan, who honestly, in a really similar story, two super close. 2-1 match losses, they fall out of this one. I think the things to, to, to really talk about with this team is more so the second match against Sentinels, especially just getting, like, dominated on split. And honestly, like, it was 13-9, but it didn't feel, like, super competitive uh, on that bind game as well. It, it felt like in this one, Lev was a little outmatched. I mean, Sentinels is just a monster of a team, right? So that's split like... Split especially. Yeah, it's, yeah. 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 their split is probably one of the best I've seen as of late. And I mean, it's, this is another... Like, they, all these teams that are in this middle of the pack, right? So like, quote-unquote. I think they all just are the teams that just, like, made last-minute roster moves, right? Like, even Calm just coming in randomly for Lev, who already played, like, how many lands in the offseason with the other player? Like, even that one little change can change, like... The entire way that your team is performing and the whole dynamic and you need that time to mesh so it's like it's so hard to rate like how good these teams can be now i will say i really like the way that king igls i think that he has a really good grasp of how to play his game of valorant uh just by changing the pace of the rounds or just like cutting noise at the right times and stuff like that like i think he and then he also is mechanically talented too on that igl role which is like something that i think we've only really seen like john be really good at too as an igl right or ethan but like ethan's like the biggest outlier ever you know yeah so yeah i think it's a very weird team I, it's a, it's so odd right it's a very weird team I, do you think they give osboss like too much freedom in the agents he picks and the way he plays because there's times where i feel like like this guy just had like no leash on him at all, like Arena on Icebox. And you know, like some of the scenarios where I'm watching him, I'm just like, 
10. They it could just be because they're not practiced enough, right? Like they're not drilled enough. So mm -hmm. he's playing loose in the duelist role. He's trying to carry. Yeah. Exactly. Their split was definitely a problem. I mean, they lost it in every series. They were 0-3. Yeah, they had to change their comp, right? I yeah. mean, they went back to the old Sky comp. That Sova. comp gets just wrecked now. Like, the yes. double duelist with the Sky, in terms of your mid-rounding info on the defense side especially, yeah. like, it's a really tough comp to play. Um, and, yeah, I... And I, I, I completely agree with that. And that's why I think Set Sentinels, like the comp that Sentinels run is like the most well-rounded comp I've, I've ever seen. You got everything. You can do anything with the comp. You can even set up Viper Lurks on B with it, right? And you, you can still default the Cypher towards A on attack. You, like if you're running up against a double duelist, you have those Cypher chips that are just so annoying to deal with. And John, the way he plays it, especially in their series, he's just always switching them up, right? Always making uh, Tex or Aspas get hit by something because he's just they just don't know where the chips are. Yeah. And, they, and they just have infinitely more info. And with that double duelist comp that they did change to, yeah, it's probably better than the first comp they ran, which I don't know what the hell that was, but but uh, <laughs> but but the, the the default double duelist, right, with the double controller comp, like it's just getting punished now on defense. Like it's so hard to play that comp on defense because you, you're so limited. Like you have to take a fight somewhere, you know. Like that's the whole point of running the double duelist. And if you just play for that and with with this comp that Sentinels has, right. Like you have a cam that can find out where they're at. You ha you have the sky util that can find out where they're at and, and just deny these aggro plays. I never realized this at first with Leviathan, but Tex is like really an X factor with this lineup. You're like, cause you're not gonna get huge production out of like Mizino. You're probably not gonna get like a lot of frags out of Calm, even though he's gonna give you like good ults and great util. So that means you're gonna need a lot of frags out of Osboss and probably a lot out of Tex. You're going to get quite a few out of King. And, like, Tex is a very important player on this lineup, is what I realized in this tournament. And I don't know if he seems comfortable yet. I, I can't decide. He's playing like, everything. He's playing so many different roles. Yeah. yeah. That's hard to be comfortable in that scenario. I, th I think, yeah. What, what's interesting, too, is I, I didn't realize this, but I, I was watching some of the interviews with this player, with the, these players and, like, the team content and stuff ahead of time, but he's actually, like, the oldest player on the team and, like, honestly, like, has been a pro player for the longest. And I think beyond just, like, being this, like, giga flex player who's putting up great numbers is also kind of filling into this role of, like, somewhat of, like, an emotional leader and, like, helping out to, like, support his teammates and be a bit of a vibes guy, which I, I never really realized he was that kind of player when he was with the guard. That's pretty interesting. Um, but I, I did want to talk uh, a little bit uh, about Calm on this roster. That was the the big question mark for Leviathan coming into last minute addition mm. with dropping nods. We're kind of out of the blue. He comes in. What did you guys make of the debut? Not necessarily just his individual performance. How are you feeling about like his addition in terms of like a, a mid rounder, a, a support player? Were you guys seeing the the impact he brought, Sean? I think whenever I watch Calm, I think he's fucking insane. Like, yeah, I think his good. util is incredible. I think he almost always plays rounds to the T, like, really, really well. I, statistically, he didn't have, like, the best group stage, which could have been a problem. But he's not really the type of player that's going to, like, take bold fights. And the only reason why he had great stats at Champions is because he was so clutch. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, I think Calm is a fantastic player. Um but they need to figure out their comps, right? Like if yeah. they have support heavy players like Mizino and Calm, they can't be giving their main duelist so much freedom, right? Like you have to play a little bit more structured with those support players. 
And that's where I think they ran into some problems. They just didn't have those layers yet. Yeah. This team got led astray by winning bind with Aspas dropping 31. Yes. I think. And then winning <laughs> and then winning bind versus Loud, who were trying to test their like ascent comp esque, but it wasn't it didn't look as good compared to when they were running on ascent. Like Loud just didn't Bro. they were running a lot of four one defaults and the, the big hits just weren't really working that, as well. That map specifically, I feel like even Loud could have won bind because there's a round where I, th I don't know if it was, I think it was like a really important round where they had like three alts or something to get it into OT. And like they, they decided yeah. to throw a fake. I think it was the... literally like the last round, like yeah, 12 they, 11. They, they tried to oh, they throw a fake it. when they had like Breach Alt, Viper Alt, and Phoenix Alt. And they tried to run a fake short A with the Phoenix Alt. I'm just like, dude, if you just pick a site and just use your alts and get that Viper's pit down, like the chances of you losing is so slim, you know? And yeah. like that Breach Alt yeah. allows you to do that. And if you're worried about getting killed early, you can use that Phoenix Alt for the info along with like whatever other utility like they had. But I mean, that, that that's loud anyway, but yeah but uh yeah the lev just struggled yeah. i think to understand what to do on bind against sen like yeah. sen's comp is super heavy onto like the showers control when they go for the a hits and they they were just giving it up to tens every time for free there was no there was no contestion there was no signs of contestion there was one round i think where they fought over it they had a really really lack of understanding of how that comp worked and um i mean maybe maybe that's just down to them having like close wins and wins on that map and not being able to pinpoint where the potential problems are, it also might just be a problem them not recognizing it. There's plenty of footage of that comp. Like Sentinels have been playing that in Bind in the offseason. Mm -hmm. Like the, the it's not a it's not a VOD. This they, is the game was I was thinking of where they didn't know how to play against the tens. You're on. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. just getting showers every round. Yeah, so they 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 kind of just let that slip there. And I don't know. Maybe that speaks to me as a bit of a bit of a prep problem where players just don't know sure. the right answers to stuff when it. Should be obvious, you know. You, you you should be watching like the games, or at least the coaching staff should, and relaying it to a degree. Um, I yeah. I think the biggest question for for me for the future of Leviathan is figuring out who Aspas is on this team because he can't he he, he can't <laughs> be the same guy he was on Loud because because if you th if you think about Loud, I'm like envisioning their split where he's playing Jet. They're they're playing like four one setups where he's like solo on one side of the map trusted to like kind of do everything or, or on their attack side they're like sending him into the site with a little bit of utility and like rushing in with like two great support players i think what really made loud besides osbos's own excellence was how good the guys following him were uh like kawanzin and and uh and sidok as initiator players both always put up big numbers for the team and are super mm -hmm. active in pushing and getting forward on these executes which like you were bringing up sean Mazino and Calm aren't that same type of player. I think that they need to play a style that's less like what Elspus was on Loud and a little bit more structured, a little bit fix more fixated on like, these are the like setups of exactly how we're going to get him into the site, how we're mm. going to use our utility to support him instead of just like these like Loud-esque like, okay, Sadok's called a crazy mid-round. We're just going to send Elspus in. Cow is going to trade him. All All's good. I, I think there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period to that. And I, I think if they keep playing this way, then it will be very reliant on Osbos having games like the one where he dropped 30. And that's <laughs> a little scary to me. Yeah, but it's also not it's Osbos. Uh, it's, it's, it's not something that you want to rely on, right? You want to win with team play first and then let the individual prowess go from there. But mm -hmm. I, I do want to touch back on the comm thing. Like, he was so good at Viper on that EG squad and like so clutch on it too. Kind of how like Sean was talking about. Like he would like always 
and like you knew what he was going to do. You knew every time you played split against EG, he was going to be in mid lurking and like win the A post plant from vent at some point of the round or even flank your spawn, right? And I feel like that's something that he's so good at. Like, I don't know if he should even be the sky, like the Deddy Sky player. Maybe switch it around, put him on that role where he's just like, he's known for, right? He's, he's, he's so known for playing that and winning with it. Yeah. He's also a really vocal player. And I think that might be why he's on that role now, because you, you want him in the, you want him in the thicker things, you know, you don't want him on an Island by himself calling, um, the ideas. Cause yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I do agree though. I mean, he was, he really excelled in that role, but I think it was like pretty unique to EG where they had players that would do that, that yeah. calling. I mean, his makeup for that gap. I would imagine his comms, <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> are probably the best on the Good team, one. right? They're probably the best on the team, given the fact he that they're, a lot. they're speaking you can, you can, English, yeah. which yeah, isn't. That he comes a lot. In, and I mean, we, we do have to remember, like, this is a very new thing. Like, a bunch of these players are in an English, yeah, three of the exactly. players are in an English-speaking roster for the first time in their professional careers. That takes yeah. some time. But I, I do think that that is also why, like, you're seeing him not actually excel in like the the fragging department at least, right? I mean, I he he had Ethan when he was on EG. Yeah, he could right? turn he off could his microphone if he wanted to yeah. and it would be goaded. I mean, like, and and one of the series, I forgot which one it was, but he had like six kills, but 17 assists on the sky on split. And it's Ooh, like, I saw that, yeah. So that's the he last was one like, like, he's clearly like, he has really good utility, right? Like he has great utility, but him having to, step up to this role of probably being that like mid-round voice um you can tell it's taking a hit on his performance yeah. like his actual and, individual performance and i don't think we can really expect him to go back to that because yeah. if we remember if we remember last year i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest king king was on fraud watch as an igl <laughs> remember the leviathan they yeah. would call a set idea at the beginning of the round it failed clueless emote don't know what to go from there he uh, got were, his though mute yeah he did get his fair, he did bro, get his like, but the, the mid rounding you know? was it's never like there taco so no okay that i do agree with that but but i i do think there was an issue you can point out in the mid rounding and i think leviathan was in desperate need of a stronger mid-round voice because i think king is a strong mm -hmm. like pre-round set igl he's good at calling setups he's good at calling around himself he's good at being super strong as an individual but i think you need that second voice and I think calm has to be that. So he can't really be the 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 calm of yore that is like going insane every game. He has to pick up, uh, at least if my like read on the team is right, I think he's going to have to pick up a, a lot more responsibility in this roster. Yeah. And, and if that is the case, though, you, like Tex does need to step up and be that guy that's going to be yeah. the like the, the, the fragger that has the impact other than just ass bass running in there, you know? So he's he's got to step up in that that role as well all right well let's 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 move on to loud raise your hands any any sodic doubters here i never doubted sodic mm, i'm never doubting my again top three. my top three uh, let's be honest have you ever once doubted sodok no put your hands baby have you ever doubted sodok <laughs> nah man honestly i think right. he's, I think he's solid right. well me, me and sean at least there's some honesty i'm raising my hand mimi remember do you remember what he did to us at tokyo last year i was a believer yeah he oh, fucking yeah, duped me fucked. he put Aspas on neon when i finally believed okay that was and they all, right, all right you know what actually that yeah. was fucked. Actually, I, lost yeah. I, I, I was definitely confused when Aspas was. it on is time for us to cash in our apology our apology letters because sadak 
He's, he's fucking done it again. He's yes. done it again. He's at the forefront of the meta. He's bringing Whomegalols, and he's going to win some more trophies. This guy, he can't be stopped. Give him any four players. Give him the fucking Dima Diamonds. He's going to win. <laughs> My goat. Do you think Sadai could win a VCT game with um... Sean? You know, you know our old Premier team? Just Fuck replace no. you with Replace you with Sadak. Do you think he could carry us to a win in, in no way, Yo, this guy ain't a miracle worker. He's just an IGL. <laughs> Calm down. I, I, I think we can beat DFM. I, okay, if we keep Bola, Sean, Josh, and then like me and Bren 1v1 for the last spot. Yeah, we'll, I, I don't we'll know 1v1 so for the last spot. Some of then... the rest of us are getting dropped for sure. Don't fucking deserve that. And we get Sadak? Oh, we get Sadak in there? We could beat DFM, I think. Yeah. You think he would let you play Deadlock Odin though? <laughs> I think Potter wasn't that you, Megan? No, Wait. that was not me. That you? was not. Oh God, that? that was me. That was yeah, me. Oh God, that was shit. me. Pre, I, you know, I was just ahead of the curve. I just really thought pre, pre nerf Deadlock was just gonna. <laughs> we don't bring that up. <laughs> Anyways, loud guys, they look. Good, and they are they cooking. This ascent sick. comp is sick. sick. It's, insane. I, it's I, insane. I like that they're like breaking the meta on a, on a map like ascent, and even bind. Right? I mean, what's and... sick is there. There is no meta. New year, new me. I I think this is the <laughs> approach teams needed to this kickoff event. Right? It's it's a flippy format. It's you win only what three matches. You're going to the international event. Give me something cool. Give me something interesting. Loud delivers on that again. And like. With comps like this, you think, okay, this can only work like one time, right? And like you think that teams can just counter strat it, but the way that Sadak has been calling is something like in in the in the second series they played with the same comp, he was doing the same set utility that he would do, but throwing like different looks with it, right? Like maybe they they would condition something towards like A with a breach stun, right? But then actually they're hitting B this time. Like he's mixing it up to make it unpredictable. And QCK has been stepping up to the plate, especially in this role, playing Phoenix on these, like, weird maps. And he's looking so good on it, dude. Like, he, like they got, like, the perfect guy for what they're trying to do right now. Dude, I, I love watching it. Did you guys listen to uh, Sadak's Twitter videos that he's been releasing? No. They're, what's no. the, what's oh, the what sauce? They're so fire. So he did, like, a 10-minute one a couple weeks ago before this started. And then after they qualified to playoffs, he did like he's another six. He's doing 10-minute Twitter videos. It's just like, like a monologue, Mr. bro. Beast? It's crazy. He's getting paid it's off crazy. by Elon yeah, Musk. He's trying, to, yeah. he's trying to get that Twitter money. <laughs> Yo, he's on the Twitter grind right now. It's crazy. But they're so informative. And they tell you like, so this comp, this like breach shit, he wanted to do this at Champs. But he said they didn't wow. have time to do it. And he also didn't think it would be a good play with like Ospos on the team. Like he never would do like this Phoenix comp with like Ospos. Because mm. he always wanted Ospos on like a star player role like jet and it's just so interesting because he is the mastermind behind this like he basically said like i did this shit and you find mm. out like how fucking smart this guy is and that all the keys are literally fully in his hand this year whereas like last year he was building on osbos there was all these star players there was a lot of pressure broad too, coaching with, with right Ospos that had like team. a big voice i think this year is literally just like Sadat can do whatever he wants with this team. And it's going to be his comps. It's going to be crazy game plans. This team is going to be so sick. Here it is. Yeah. No, these, <laughs> aye, this, aye, aye. this is so fire. Dude, 
We're not going to watch, watch the whole video, guys. Yeah, I got to no, watch, watch it. this over. No, the beginning is kind of fluff. You just get to it. Anyway. Yeah. It's great. Watch I, the I, I, I think what's so impressive with this team is like the amount of protocols that they have for like every scenario. And when you're playing these like weird comps like this, like that's what you need to make them work. It's kind of like how like M80 was playing the breach on this map for a while, right? With the triple mm -hmm. niche that they were doing. Yeah. Ooh, like triple and niche. That's how the cool kids say it. <laughs> yeah. But like, <laughs> like every single player is bought into this system. And I don't like maybe that was the, the, the that's thing with Aspas, right? I'm not going to lie. That's a da no, as in but, dangerous but you, for other teams. Yeah, because, that's what I mean. Okay. Like, like, I, yeah. I thought you were about to critique yeah, it. I'm like, like, what are you going to do? I was like, no, like hold on. Drink you the Kool-Aid. You know, you I want that. a sip. I I've want seen the power. Sip. I've seen the power. What happens when teams fucking cook a comp? It's called oh, yeah. last year. All right, they listen, old phase I'm, I'm too. Even, even old phase where we just ran what double duelist breach every single. I don't want to see you on site forever again, baby, babe. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually tried. I actually tried for EG on Cypher. It didn't go too well for me. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> 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 That's fucked. Yeah, it's actually crazy that that whole process. I tried on like every single role. <laughs> And I, I was actually surprised. I, when she asked me, when Potter asked me, she was like, "Well, like, what, like, what roles are you most comfortable on?" I was like, "Anything but smokes." And like, some of my best trials happen to be on smokes. I was like, "Okay, no. <laughs> yeah. that's that's interesting." Like, I actually have a good astro. Wow, like, didn't think that was possible. Potter looks at her notebook, doesn't know what he's good at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not fucking with you. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, man. It's what it is, man. I feel like there it's is something about that EG team and putting Star Duels on Astra and they go crazy. Yeah, they go crazy. Dude, I, I don't know I, what's in the water. I was cooking, man. I felt good. Like, it was the only time I think I ever beat Sentinels, like this new roster in a scrim. I was, I was really happy. Oh. I was like, damn. Oh, yeah. Feels good, man. Because every other time I played the Sentinels roster in a scrim, they're dropping 40s. But we're, 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 getting, we're getting off track here. But like, like, but like, yeah, like even like the retakes that Loud were doing on a set on A, where like it's like Amalia, Flash, a stun, all coming in together on people, on the people that are like just planning the bomb. It's just, it's so like, where are you supposed to play against this comp? Like, how? Like, don't. Yeah. And 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 the, exactly. And and then and then what? And then you're like, yeah. cut off by Viper Mollies. It's just, it's just crazy, man. This like like the the way that they're cooking with this utility. And you, and you want to take the, the fight to them, but, right? you, but you can't, like, because they're aware that, that their weakness is getting disrupted in their retake, but they're ready for it. It's so crazy because you see this comp and all, like, a bunch of teams probably want to mimic this, but it's very difficult. It's very difficult to do what Loud is doing yeah. on Ascent because they're not running Ascent -y. And they have to have very good timings on when they're getting info, when they're aggressing, where the viper util is to stall and all of it is so well orchestrated yeah i think this is no this isn't the round. oh jesus this yeah. round this round is crazy like that i could just floating around with judges also he's yeah. been playing like mechanically insane too that's like like while he's doing this great igling but i think the reason why he's shining so much now and we're seeing him like have these clutch moments is the fact that it does seem like everybody has like a one a one mind like they're, they're like a collective right like they they all understand what they're supposed to be doing they all know the protocols they're so like rehearsed on everything that they're doing that like it allows him to just be able to say something and everybody knows what they're supposed to be everybody knows what they're supposed to do so yeah. he can dial in on actually having these 1v1 moments like he takes so many 1v1s it's <laughs> it's kind of crazy he's 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 like what angel wishes he could be <laughs> 
That, yeah. I feel like that's or, actually or a what crazy Angel thinks comparison. He is. Maybe that. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's 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 like two sides of the coin. The the angel and the devil. And Sadak, Sadak is the devil. He's the guy who plays the crazy comps, who like just sprints through smokes and gets kills and just makes it work. Like he he's so good. Yeah, this this team also. I mean, throwing out a comp like this in this format of kickoff is really smart because you're one of the biggest tools you're gonna have, or like one of the biggest things that's gonna get you wins um, against any opponent is forcing them to adapt to a new comp. Yeah, just on the fly. Like anything that throws away prior prep in in a really just like you play little matches. I mean, we're going into a single limb format as well for the playoffs now. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's the fact that they've already shown that they're willing to experiment bodes well for Loud's chances. I do they wonder on, on the flip side, when it does stop working, how, how are they going to like how? Well, it's already been tested. They like their right? Ascent combos. Like they played it twice now. Like it, it survived the, the fucking the trial by fire. Yeah, of, that uh, is very true. Of like teams actually being able to look at it. I also guarantee this team could very easily just go back to default comp if they wanted to. I, and that's that, what that's, you get from playing these, these comps. That's what right? I was wondering, though, because, like, I don't know, like, how, how is QCK going to be in a default comp? Like, we, we haven't seen it yet. I, I I'm, ask I'm assuming, I'm assuming the... they're going to be great. I'm assuming yeah. they're going to be great, but we What's just haven't seen it. What's the vibe check on so... QCK? Are, are, you guys, are you guys feeling pretty positive I think his I'm, debut with I think he's ridiculous, man. He's going to be prime. He's, he's the really perfect good. guy for this team. Like, team player... There's no pressure of having Aspas on the team anymore. And that, like, there is heavy pressure having him on your team because he is the star. He's supposed to be the star. So you want to set him up, right? That, that's what Sean yeah. was saying earlier. Like, QCK, he, he's a role player, but also this guy has a high ceiling. Like, some of the shots that he's been hitting and his timings that he takes and just his intuition as a player, like, he's doing these Phoenix alts and he'll be full blind sometimes running up B long on bind. And he just knows that he needs to spray this one corner. You know what I mean? Like at the right yeah. time, gets the kill, and then proceeds to get all the info on site afterwards. Like he's just been... He's so flexible, which is yeah, how Aspas describes him actually in that like six minute video. Um, this round, I actually messaged Kerr around just now. This is the round where they freeze. This is their bonus against Leviathan. And they actually have a Phoenix ult. I think most teams are using the Phoenix ult right here and just running mm -hmm. it down at this moment. But they actually just freeze. Like, this is insane that they yeah. freeze in this position for as long as they do. Given the fact that they have no senti. Like, they have no control over a main, no control over mid. And this is all just, like, microcoms waiting for things to, to come back online. And just the crossfire is perfect. Like, if someone were to come out and kill this guy in the corner, they're immediately traded. Yeah. And the whole site is lost. So, it's just all so well played. It's just positional and honestly i'm such a believer in sadak after watching this shit like they've they only showed two maps which is the same thing with eg this is such a or actually they showed three they lost by it's yeah. actually gonna be a banger game i they, I, I think yeah be a banger. like both of these teams have shown so little actually it's gonna be fucking crazy yeah i think they they've, they're set up to just absolutely own i mean i i think that bancom needs some work they try and run the same shit, to be honest, because um, they were struggling a lot and running a lot of 4-1 defaults. Like, if a team reads that, goes for some really aggressive plays down a short to try and clear it, spots where the Viper's up, immediately gives you the read for the rotates, um, even though you don't really want to overrate too, uh, too much on buying. But, yeah, I think um, I think this team should do well. I, yeah, that EG match is going to be interesting. I'm, like, staring at it. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Ooh. 
I don't know. They Segway. should be. They should Segway. be heavy favorites. I don't know Next either. Next team. Know either. Evil geniuses. Yo. <laughs> are oh, they frauds who got a free match? Or are they going to do it again? Are they going to be good? Or are they going to make something out of nothing? The only thing I are there any EG believers in this house? Derek I think, I think they're pretty goat. I think they're pretty good, but I don't think they're good, like the best. But I, I, I do think that they're like probably like in that, like not the middle of the pack, but like right above it. Right below the top three teams, I feel like is where they, they should be placed. I'm not gonna lie, I was fucking like greening out after this best of three. It was fucking crazy. This dude, this best of three was the craziest thing I have it seen was, in Valorant. Was. Like, uh, this is like a Potter miracle that she yeah. won this series. Like, Rem okay, there were eight one down, seven zero, oh. but seven seven zero, oh, and yeah. then she calls a, she calls a timeout. Eight one, eight one. They win three rounds in a row. Eco eight. They go one. into the second half. They lose that one, and then they just rip them throughout the entire second yeah. half and come back and win 15-13. First lead at 13-12. Fucking unreal. Fucking unreal. And then they bust yeah. out a deadlock on map two, dude. I was like... Yeah, 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 yeah. After G2, the two, that's like getting punched in the face when you see that. That's yeah. genuinely like getting uh, punched I'm, in the face because you're like, how do you take care of any of this? Dude, it, it's, it's hard to play against that comp. Like, I, it was so hard playing against that comp in scrims. Like, even just like you, you saw a lot in that match that they defaulted a lot of the deadlock utility on B, and I think that was a read into how G two liked to play uh, Icebox in general. But when I was playing, they were setting up deadlock sh deadlock shit at A, like around four ten. And if I dashed to like top four ten, or if I took the rope, they had a stun there, and like the wall would come up, and everybody yeah. would peek with the gecko flash. It was like I was like, holy fuck, bro! Like, what is going on? And the way Jogamo plays this deadlock is a, is a duelist. Like he's he's truly a duelist on it. Like opping with it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I swear know, to God, you put Jaw on any agent and yeah, he good. plays it like Rez. Yeah, I, I think Potter actually said that in the post game interview that she was just like, we don't need a dive character in these comps because Jaw's playstyle, if he has yep. the right support, he can literally create space for us on any agent. He is like, I feel like he is kind of a player with no real parallel. Like he just has such a unique style of play and he is so so talented at it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and, a, I'm a believer in EG yeah, though. I, 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 I am too because they cook and shit. But yeah, they're cooking, but, right? And they've yeah. only shown two maps out of all the mm -hmm. teams. They have yes. one of the biggest advantages of any of the teams in the playoffs, despite the fact that they the, their expectations should be lower because of the players. But even still, I think the fact that they brought out like this new combo on Icebox, who the fuck knows what else they've got up their sleeves? They, they, they were one best of three. By, one by, best of three. By, by the way, fun, fun, fun fact, when I was doing the trials with EG, uh, this is before like we were talking about any type of comps or anything like we're, we're just all on discord just just hanging out or team speak whatever it was and jogamo was like yo yo potter you gotta let me get my one deadlock game in like like that was the bet like we won <laughs> champs i get to play it on one map so apparently this was like an ongoing like meme that they already had but they finally that's actually so made it work funny. yo <laughs> and it's just like that's the lore behind behind the deadlock he's like yeah. i gotta at least play it in one match but like low key, it's actually so like good and versatile. He that I really think good. they could they can play it in the future too. I don't think like there's gonna be a hard counter because yeah, like honestly, like I said, most of the deadlock utility this entire game was on this B side of the map. But they could change that up at any moment, but right? They could... Even if you watch the vods, it's not like you can pre-fire the fucking placement he's, of the sensors. He's moving because it. it's yeah. so big. The sensor location is so fucking big. You can put it anywhere, and it will yeah. still get value. 
And that's what was so impressive, like how often he was switching around the setups and like having these like different little trap plays. It's got to mm -hmm. be like so annoying to because basically the only way you can take A is like contact and then EG's playing away where they're just like able to like re-clear that space, fight back into you. The second you have to move, you still get caught in the sensor and you just get owned. Like they played off it so well. Yeah. And and both like both these teams in this matchup, right? Because they're going up against Loud. They're both teams that have tons of protocols that they like try to dial in on. And I was honestly surprised that EG had so many layers already. And, and like, especially with these setups, like knowing like, okay, after the trip makes contact, like I'm going to get my one and then I can fall back. And then we got another layer, right? I was so surprised with the time that they had with this roster that they were able to like look so good. Yeah. But also yeah. in this series, I just feel like G2 was like, they were I off. don't know, man. Like, yeah. Like, and, and, and that's been the theme for G2, right? It's been yeah. like, they get this crazy lead and then just like blow it away. It's so odd. Yeah. So I don't really know. Like we don't actually know like if G2 is the truth yet. Or, sorry, if EG is the truth yet or if G2 just look like dog. I don't know though. I test it's told tough. me like the util was so good that EG is a good team. And yeah. Apoth made me a believer in him like throughout that he's series. very good i he's, thought he's very good and very vocal sean yeah very vocal player and then the clutch players Derek and superman played fucking out of their minds oh, yeah. and isn't it's it like, crazy i love my boy super isn't he's a it crazy god, Hold on. Bro, he's a land god I, i'm sorry to cut you off but yeah, isn't good. it nuts that this fucking guy superman has been playing this game since literally the beginning Mm -hmm. and has been at this same level ever since he gets sent down to the dungeon for a year <laughs> finally gets his chance or two years finally gets his chance back up tier one and it, it looks like bro's like back on rise out yeah. here just dropping bombs again he's unreal yeah I, I think the biggest thing when it comes to superman is like his motivation like last year when we were playing in challengers he didn't really like leading up to the actual season play the game like at all and low-key that was kind of the the same thing before he joined eg like i think I think he just started playing the game two weeks before his trials again, like ever since the end of the season, because he's been actually like having a lot of like IRL stuff going on. He's getting married and stuff like that. So he didn't really have the time to actually play the game. Uh, but with like, if you put Superman in the right environment and like he's motivated and Potter is very good at doing that. And the fact now that he's playing with Derek as well, like one of his homies that like he's played with before and he's comfortable, he's a, he's a demon, man. And like, People don't know, but like I, I found this kid back in Crossfire when he was like a <laughs> yeah. nobody. He was like 14 years old, bro. I, I, I found him and like, like he was a fan of me. His name was Andre in Crossfire. But his name is, know, his name is, yeah, but his name is Fat Lee, right? So I'm yeah. like, I'm like this random Viet kid. Like he's so good, we thought he was cheating. So I, I picked him up. I was like, bro, I'm gonna find out if you're cheating. Fast Wait, not, but he if had you're your not cheating, he had yeah. your name as an alias. Yeah, Andre, he had my name as an alias <laughs> in game crossfire. It was so funny. It was so Wait, funny, that's but like, insane. but but my point is, is that the moment I picked him up, we actually qualified to play international lands, and he was the best player online. Like he was, he's better than me online at that time, and like I was the hot, I was the hot shit, you know. I, I thought I was the hot shit till we got till we got the real Andre apparently. But, uh, but he's actually super good at land, and he he plays even better. Like he feeds off of everything, off the crowd. He he he's that he's that clutch player. Like we've he's just so good, man. People just didn't know because Valorant has been online for so long, and we didn't we weren't able to qualify for anything. So now that I saw him on land, I already knew he was gonna fry. I just didn't know that the whole team was gonna win. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's wild. Uh, sorry, Sean. Before we got on the diversion, you were you were talking about another player on this team. I think you were, you were talking Apoth. about Apoth. I think everyone on the team like really impressed me. Like the whole team impressed me. I think Apoth's lurks were very successful throughout the entire series. I think Superman and Derek were just putting up huge moments, and Nature called a really good game as well as winning like pivotal clutches. So, yeah, Nature's sick. It was. Yeah. It made me a bit of a believer in EG. I walked away feeling like, oh fuck, this team could be like actually a dark horse yeah i agree with that completely like i don't think that, like they're like the like best right now but they definitely have a chance of like being a winning team and i think apoth plays such a unique style of sentinel like he is not afraid at all and like you see even in this map i think he went two first kills seven first deaths but he's relentless bro and like <laughs> he's gonna take any timing he think is there he thinks is there and that's all based off of Potter's vision of what she wanted in a Sentinel. Like I, I literally didn't realize when she was telling me, "No, I want you to run it down." That she, that she truly meant it. Because <laughs> I'm watching, like, like when I was when I was prepping for the trial, I'm watching John, you know, like very tactical, like setups, all this stuff. And I, and then I, I'm in the scrim, and she's like, "No, I want you to run it down until you die." <laughs> because, but she, but she understands though that like if you do win that 50-50 on attack that opens up the entire map and you like, that's what you want, right? You want a yeah. player that's confident to take the 50 fifties and potentially win the round for you. Right. And they have yeah. protocols that even if he dies, right, they can still win the round and they have the talent, the clutch players to bring it back, to bring back a four V five or a three V five, whatever it may be. Right. So yeah, it's, it's a really cool dynamic. And, and it's, it really truly is all of Potter's vision, like coming to fruition and me seeing that in the game. And honestly, Apoth having the confidence as a player for his first time on land to actually do that and yeah. step up to the plate and not back down, that's super rare to find, I think, in a, in a young player like that. That's what I mean, dude. Like, the EG win is so crazy to me because they were down 7-0, and the level of hate... I know people don't hate on the players. Like, they've been hating on the org, but you still feel that as a player. Mm -hmm. Like, you still feel a little bit of that hate, right? And the level of pressure that they probably felt in that 7-0 moment taking, I mean, even taking the second time out, Potter took the second time out at 8-1 and they ecoed, and then they came back and won that map. So insane. I mean, that is crazy to me that a new team did that. It does a lot about like G2 collapsing too, but you have to give credit to EG as a new team with that level of pressure. Mm -hmm. It makes me so excited for the match against Loud because I see right now EG and Loud in two very good ways. I think they're both proof that there is so much talent in this region, be that in Brazil, in, in North America. There are so many players that have not gotten an opportunity because there are so few spots in the league that are just incredible and we're waiting for the right team to buy into them. I think that's showing with QCK stepping up. I think that's showing with Superman getting his opportunity here. Yeah. And they are two teams that are fully bought into, in EG's case, their their coach's idea of how Potter yes. wants to play the game it's of what crazy sick, comps it's such a she's sick cooking up and Sadak it's it's the exact same thing for Loud right everyone believes in in his ideas in what he's cooked up in what crazy ideas they're pulling up these are t two teams that are like fully behind these crazy ideas but execute them so well that have some really high quality talent. It's gonna be such. It's gonna be such a sick match. But we'll, we'll get back to that and predict in a bit. For now, I want to keep this moving, and I want to talk <laughs> about NRG. We've almost been going for three hours, but we have a <laughs> lot of teams to still talk about. <laughs> NRG have made it to playoffs, a game away from Tokyo, and this team 
maybe uh you know let, let's just say it i think the the easier run uh they avoided that group of death they 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 made it in here didn't have to go through the play-ins or anything but i i think looked pretty good in doing so yeah i mean and and honestly like i mean we know they're all goaded right it's five players that have been champions before it's it's the most stacked team i've ever seen i don't know how this happened it's like the it's basically like the new like fanatic right like they basically use the template of let's get every best player and yeah. put them all on the same team. Um, Dude, I am Ethan looked good on IGL too. I, I, I the, the scary thing about this roster is that every day they're gonna just they're just gonna get better yes. and better and, and hit that ceiling if they want to. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the main thing, right? Do they actually want it bad? Like, because there's there's a lot of players that when they win a tournament or like when they win like a championship, as all of them have, like. Sometimes you just like, you know, like, oh, whatever, bro. Like, I already did it. I already made it, right? No, nah, dude. These guys, have you seen their coaching staff? Their coaching staff is fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like Chet and like 18 dudes. It's like, <laughs> it's like when you, when you see like Amazon walk into like a courtroom with like 18 lawyers. It's fucking crazy. Like the squad of brains that energy has. Vladcore is this guy that just. I swear he's giving them lineups that yeah. when I watch them play, because the energy players aren't really known for being like lineup Larry's or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But when I watch this team play, they're doing a lot of cool shit with their util. And Ethan's util is super on point, just like it was in EG. The supportive so flashes crazy, are there. I, it's Ethan's all there. one of the biggest surprises because normally, I mean, you'd think stepping up into the IG hour, all you'd see a drop off in his performance. It's not there. This guy's still hitting. Yeah. He's nope. still hitting. And, and he's in that supportive role and he's making calls for them. This, this is a team that's barely had a month of prac. You know, just over a month at, exactly. at this point when they're playing. Exactly. Just over yeah. a month that's, of prac. And they're the playing like this. This, it's I think so their scary, ceiling bro. is so fucking high. They just, need, they just need a bit more time to cook as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just the dream team, bro. That's what it is, right? Like, it's just so insane. Yeah, I mean, they just have so many players that can step up. Like, Ethan was insane in the first match. Demon 1 then came out the second match and was just looking straight up at, like, championship level again. <laughs> he was so good in that game. Oh, my uh, god! And then you just, like, those are the players that take your attention. And then you remember the fucking core of this team is just, like, 2022's best team. It's, it's the optic core. It's Victor. It's Crashies. It's Marv. Like, it's unreal. And I think... The matches that we saw early on that, you know, I, I think I think someone could be like, oh, they were close games. Fury, Fury got 10 rounds. Oh, I mean, Cloud9, like, pushed them into overtime. I honestly don't give a shit because <laughs> the, the thing is exactly what you guys are saying. I don't care how they play in week one. I just care that they've come out and they've won. This is a team that the more time you give them, the more opportunities they give. And also, the more VODs they get, the more the fucking, like, football yeah. team, 18-man roster of coaches and Ethan <laughs> can watch their opponents, they are yeah. going to start to cook and look way, way better. They were playing very default, very boring stuff in these matches, <laughs> but they executed it incredibly fundamentally well at a, re at a really high level of, of individual skill. And I think it's just only up from here, in my opinion. Oh, and, and actually, this is something I really wanted to point out. I think I pointed oh, out in one of the casts was Demon 1, like, I, like Chet is clearly making this guy up whenever, yes. he, like, whenever he can at all times. Like, we're seeing third round up every single time they played. Like, every defense, maybe not attack, but every defense he's third round up. Yeah, and, I mean, it, like, it makes your mid so, so much easier. He's so good with it, dude. Yeah. 
Like, if you like, set I, your I, opera, yeah. it just it opens up the rest of the map entirely. Like, you just set him up early onto a line. You put him there, you know he's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Jet has this man on Jet Op Jail. No one ever thought it was a thing, actually. We always <laughs> thought it was, like, Cypher Jail. New Jail just dropped. <laughs> New Jail dropped. <laughs> Andre, you, you were saying, like, you think the only thing that will stop this team is if they lose that that passion, right? Yeah. Like, I, 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 it it's, it's just if they don't want to win. Like, but, I, I feel like that's what yeah. it is. I don't like, think that will ever happen with the core of this team because NRG, at least the core, like Victor, Crashies, mm -hmm. these guys have chips on their shoulders from last year. Like yeah. they, they had seven, they've got something to prove. They did not have a good year last year. Marv, the exact same situation when he was playing on Sentinels. Like they, he did not get a good run of things. Like the, these mm -hmm. are all players with a lot to prove. And yeah, Ethan is won the championship, but this guy's been a winner before in other games. Like if anything, he had more reason to fucking check out prior, right? And Demon One is just this guy's not human. He's still like, got you, it. Yeah, way, he's still got it, bro. The, the way he's Demon, clearly, the way Demon One acts in like interviews, like he's actually. The, sometimes I'm like, this guy's a fucking android. Oh, like okay. he's, <laughs> he just only cares about winning. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you're right. Was that Demon right One that. coming through for a second? Yeah, what he stopped that? into the studio for a second. Sorry about that. Yeah, he, he actually, the care. only words he knows is, he, all he knows is, I don't care, and I love my girlfriend, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Well, he also calls out other duelists, and I, I love that he does that, because I think he's doing something that not a lot of other teams are doing, or players are doing, is the mind game aspect, right? Because he kind of does have that, I don't give a fuck mentality, and I'm going to destroy you in the server, you know? And somebody else that also has that, but he doesn't show it as much, is Marv. He actually has the same mindset, like, he... He he doesn't care how he plays in scrims. He doesn't care about any of that because he knows when it, when it when his time comes and we're in the server, like yeah okay you might have, you might have bodied me every single round in scrims in showers, <laughs> on bind, but in the match I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna ace you every single time you come there. I'm gonna hold it down right. And that's that's the scary thing about Marv is you can never tell how good he actually is until you play him in the server, and he just beats you. Bro, all right. <laughs> We're just glazing every American team. Yeah. Holy shit. Hardest glaze. Holy <laughs> shit. All right. Guys, make make sure you're ready for some more fucking glazing. It's time to talk about Sentinels. <laughs> oh, buddy. All I right. I love this team. So to start off, I think we really have to talk about their performance in the in the second two maps against that series against G2. Uh -huh. Some, some <laughs> really, really disappointing maps. stuff, right? Like, I think really, but, I mean, letting that series go. They were trying, by the way. Like, yeah, when, they were actually using they, all they, their real stats, and strats, and uh, when, putting hundred percent. Yeah, when I was backstage and I saw them walk by, like they were like, "Job's not done." Like they were like, <laughs> like really dialed in. Job's not done. They wanted the two zero so bad to just get out of there because they already knew yeah. they won. So they actually were like, they were trying to win this, but sure, mm. sure, but probably also didn't want to didn't want to show show a bunch of stuff because yeah. it, it also was over yeah, but to, to take a more serious one i think the they qualified they they run the gauntlet yesterday uh beating out um versus uh mibr and uh kind of being able to win off of their uh their map differential there mm -hmm. against g2 um but honestly what i was really impressed with was that map one that sunset that they showed was so impressive against g2, or... the, you, against g2 yeah. the the utah yeah. combos with this mm -hmm. gecko comp on their retakes was Fuck. sublime yeah so <laughs> fuck i don't i don't know how much i should leak but um, <laughs> leak, leak probably probably not that much i'm not gonna leak that much but this comp like so 
just the, the whole reason why they did this was because they felt like they've already played Sunset so much that they just wanted to throw something new. And they played against PRX. Like, I think, I don't know what LAN it was, like probably Tokyo or I don't know what, what it was, Korea or Tokyo, right? And they said oh, that... In Africa, probably. Yeah. Africa TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then it was that one. But, but yeah. like, so they said that every time that they scrimmed against PRX and they think this is PRX's comp, that's where they got it from, they were getting just absolutely just rolled by it. And then they were, they, they were a really good Sunset team and they were beating everybody, right? So they just wanted to have this in the back pocket. And the fact that they actually pulled it off, it just gives you more confidence. And it's, it's so scary because teams now trying to prep against them, it's so hard now because they can do anything, yeah. right? They could, they could come out with almost a, funny yeah, comps. Almost a shame want. for them that they had to bring it out in the in like their last match of plans. I mean, it's an important yeah. match for them to win, but yeah, they I got, bet they, they would have loved to have in, had right? this versus NRG, you know? Yeah. But that they, A retake, that A yeah. retake was oh, fucking it was disgusting. sick. Yeah, it's yeah, with crazy. the gecko molly that landed at the back it's of like the, uh -huh. the the Jenny or whatever the fuck it is, and oh my god, the KO Utah was fire too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think KO is legit right now in Sunset. It, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, like they, I and, think and KO, Gecko, Gecko, too. Gecko, KO, is Gecko is so a good, man. Gecko is like. so good on this map, especially with the alt. Like, it, it gets so much value. You can pick it back up. You can pick every single piece of util back up. Uh, it's it's so good, man. So yeah, good I, I, I actually think, like, I want to see teams play, like, like KO, Gecko, even, even on Bind. I, I think, like, having, like, cross-map cross info with the knife, shutting down hits, that's always good. And then for retakes or side execs, the Dizzy combined with a KO flash is such a brutal combo. Because yeah. it's already so hard to dodge a good KO flash. You can you pair that with the info you get from Dizzy. And you oh. can just send your rays fucking flying Yo, in with zero risk. Here's one of those execs. Flash, <laughs> flash. Zekin is in Narnia. And they're just gonna dominate the round the retakes are so clean with this comp and i really think it's super difficult to deal with you have constant info cycling with your knife and with the yeah. the gecko utility coming back up and then you also have a crazy amount of power alts when you're on attack to cycle okay we we have a raise rocket next round we have thrash next round we have kaol there's so much cc with that comp i i think it is sick right now with how powerful gecko is yeah, and, and I promise you right now, you didn't see like everything that they have on attack. They, they, I think they like crumbled a little bit. Um, and honestly, G two had a good game plan as well. But I think the the second time around, if they run this comp, you're gonna see a way better attacking side from them. Um, I like and like Kaplan, dude. Kaplan's crazy. I didn't know how good of a coach this guy was. I heard like a little bit of their comms when they were down four eight and in going into the next half. And I'm not gonna say this the strategic shit that he said for them on defense to do but the mental leader aspect that Kaplan has I don't know where he got it from maybe he developed it but he was just like listen guys I mean remember he was in IGL back at the beginning yeah. he was SSG's yeah. IGL and then he was he he like led Ghost Gaming to yeah. go yeah. crazy Ghost Gaming back in the day they were fucking they were sick shit. so so this guy literally it's it's four eight they're down he's like I don't give a fuck about the number don't even worry about you got four rounds fuck all that G2 has been playing back-to-back -back series they're gonna tire out you guys, you, you just got off of a long break. You know, you need to warm up a little bit. And then he said some strat stuff for defense. And then all of a sudden, they went out defense. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. was just like, something snapped in their head. They're like, all right, let's fucking do this shit. And like, that's where Jordan comes in. That's where Sachi comes in, where they're just like these, these people that <laughs> bring up Jesus. the team, right? It's so crazy. Yo, Saucy's gecko is so good. His gecko was pro like probably the best I think I saw all week in America's. I, really I want to like ban them from ever playing Solo Sky again. Straight I, to prison. Put them on Gecko I, every map. I, I, I think his 
I think his gecko on defense was phenomenal. I think on attack, I think that's part of the reason why. I think he was part of the reason why the half didn't go so well. But like that's all fixable, you know. Like I like his thrash totally passing. Like he's really yeah. good at the bunny hops with thrash. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I watch geckos and like their thrash movement is just dog. I'm like, yeah, it gets oh, broken that, right away or something. That shit will never yeah. detain anyone. Aussies is kind of wild. It looks he's, shit. he's so smart too. <laughs> like he's such a smart player, and he's also mechanically talented the the, yeah. co- the communication this team has is just on point man it's yeah this team's got it going on you can tell that man. Like, i've been i've been talking about sentinels without them even being a topic all episode because uh they, they are just the case in point example of a team that knows the appropriate time to slow down rounds and pick and choose the right battles and prioritizing that yeah and on like their split retakes on this map in particular like okay we're gonna play retake here or if, if something some crazy shit happens. Like someone throws something new into the mix, like somebody's lurking at mid. They'll instantly prioritize the right thing to do. Um, and yeah, it's 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 so efficient to watch them. Like they slow it down at just the right moments, but then They're they pick it right map. back up again. Yeah. I this team is this team is so damn good. The only thing that's gonna be holding them back heading into playoffs is the amount of maps they've had to show. But having said that, they've actually they've they've played split, I think, in every single one of their series. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're split like it's one of their best maps. That's the reason they, they keep picking into it. But they haven't revealed too much else for the rest of the map pool. Um, it's like what? Split, Ascend, they've been forced to play. They played Breeze. They yeah. played a fuck ton. Considering they're playing against Damn. Energy, they, that's I, played four, four, literally four games. That's it. Like they won 2 0 I just saw a Twitter post about this. I don't, I don't know who to attribute it to. Uh, so fuck you. It's been stolen. Um, but uh, Sentinels <laughs> has played more rounds this tournament than all the other playoff teams combined. No one else in the playoffs played a single offseason event. Sentinels mm-hmm. played the most of anyone in the Americas League. Like, just, they have just, played so much more than everyone else. It's crazy. I mean, just look at what they've had to go through. Loud, 100 Thieves, Leviathan, MIBR, G2, and then they play NRG to qualify. And there's even a world where they don't rematch loud, and then they have to play EG in the finals. Like, they would have to go through literally almost every team in our league. Like, we will know exactly how good Sentinels is when this is all said and done. <laughs> <laughs> kind of insane how many fucking matches these guys have played. Yeah. Well, that sets us up for a very exciting playoffs. And that means if we're free for teams and we get to move Ooh. on to screenshots, baby. I love it. Predictions are in match number one. Qualification to Madrid. EG versus Loud. Hey, I'm so glad someone did it. I'm so glad someone did it. Friend my contrarian king. All right, bro. Go ahead. I think two maps shown from EG. This format really, really punishes teams' ability to adapt to new shit, new comps being thrown Mm -hmm. out. EG. They love to cook up new comps. They love to cook up new ideas. Mm-hmm. If they throw something out to loud, they, they don't know and they're going to be forced to react to. You might just see, yeah, I think, I, think they, I think they've got a serious advantage there that's otherwise like it would be like in a straight up match, say during the regular season. I don't think I, don't think I would give them a chance. Like if they were playing right at the beginning or maybe, I don't know. Okay. It's just the fact, it's, it's the unknown and the uncertainty that gives it the potential. That's about to play, I mean? I'm about, about to play the about. Uno reverse card because same thing for loud. <laughs> they play Breach Phoenix across the map. But, They've only shown two maps, and they have Sadaka's Nigel. Their bind wasn't that drilled. I think EG have an easy bind with Ascent. An easy bind with Ascent. And their bind wasn't that good. I think their bind had a lot of holes in that you can, you can exploit with a Vod review sesh. Like, genuinely, I think for Loud, 
they have been pushed and tested by a lot of teams, even though they look like they should be the clear favorites in this. And EG, dude, I don't know. From what I saw the players, it wasn't like that. There were there weren't really many weak links at all. You saw clutch performances by Derek stepping up, like in moments where he's just like showing that game IQ that was just lacking. Last counterpoint, year. Uno reverse card. You haven't seen very oh weak God. performances from anyone on loud. Les looks electric. My goat. Two is in Kawa. Still fucking hitting. No, Sadak is swinging through smokes. The man's unstoppable. Best fragging IGL in the world. And quick on his debut. Looks insane on every Asian you put him on. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's going to be fucking EG steamrolling them. But all, I'm just saying there's a chance. There's, there's, a, chance. A, chance. there's a chance. I, there's I think this is a 55-45. I think it's a real... 55 45. Yes. I, I, think, like not, I, th I think this is like a 70 30, bro. Yeah, 70 30, 65 ish. I yeah. am an EG <laughs> yeah, believer, but I was afraid to take the punt. Because I've doubted Sadak before and I don't want to do it again. But I also <laughs> don't want to doubt Pot. Fuck. I just um, think I, I, I just think that like Loud has so much they, they've had so much more time to like develop a map pool that we haven't even true. seen some of these yeah, maps that they, that they could be playing. And eg like how deep is the map pool yeah they looked really good on the two maps they played but also, also i mean we do we do have to credit who, that, like yeah who knows like we don't know right we don't know if that was the actual g2 i i mean compared to the g2 that we saw in the last two maps against sentinels like that team would have rolled eg let's just keep it keep it a buck odds winning <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that I think Loud is the favorites for sure. Yeah, uh, I would agree. But I hope you're right. Though, I just couldn't I have Superman. us being fucking. I couldn't have us being screenshot. You know, like just all loud when when that when yeah. I knew that there's a chance. And I, I, I seriously like the the winner of that group C, like the number one seed. You have such a massive advantage only showing two maps. You really do. But yeah, it's valid points that you're bringing up as well, Andre. Just like we don't know actually how how deep that pool is. They haven't had a lot of time yeah. to work. That's what these days offer for, you know what I mean? Just like that's facts, that's facts. I don't know, cook someone up real quick. I okay, I'm gonna say uh, I'm just gonna make a bold prediction right now. Cause I'm America's biased and also because it's true. No matter which two teams from America's make it to Madrid, both will be top four, one will win. I'm cool with that. Fucking I'm cool curse with that. our whole region. God oh, damn. No, that's that. real. Yeah. That's real. America's look so sick right now. Hey, we do look insane. <laughs> we, we look so insane. sick. But right why, now. why, why so are you saying it out loud? Who paid you off? Who paid you off? No one paid me off. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Was it fanatic? No, no, It's not a curse. I've never cursed. I've never cursed. Was it Nere? <laughs> not hot day. The bastard. That guy is the truth, man. That guy is taking a lot of French. All right. Let's see if we're going to get screenshotted and get clowned because we have a second <laughs> prediction. The second slot at Madrid will come down to a battle between NRG and Sentinels. It's the match of the week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My contrarian. I knew he would go for these fucking contrarian picks. I don't, remember, actually I actually, I actually don't remember picking an, an, an NRG. I, I, I don't know. I thought Sentinels was going to do it. My bad. Baby, why oh, were I can you switch it for you. Yeah, I just switched it for me. I thought Sentinel was going to win. All right, there we go. All right, let's let's hear the defense of Sen City. I just think that they've been the most active team, and yeah, that can be used against them, but I don't think that NRG has had enough time yet. Now, I would love to be wrong, because if I think if NRG can beat Sentinels in here, I see a world in which you are right, Mimi. I think they could win the entire event. Um, but I think that Sentinels is just... Even on maps where like people know what they're doing, like split, they're still so dominant on it, right? Yeah, it and, doesn't and matter they, how much they, you prep against this. Yeah, they have so many different Dude, looks. Dude, switch me to Sentinels. Switch me to Sentinels. Oh, good. Wait, switch me to Sentinels. 
What's happening? No, this guy's spitting. Wait, this guy's spitting. Really? No, so it's been his entrance. They okay. The, I, I I submitted this when I wasn't considering their game last night. I love the new comp they debuted. Uh, like the points about Zekin, he's looking incredible. John QT, it's fucking absolute Holy cinema. Shit. All over the place. Sick, the calling's Holy been shit. so you're good. You're on. Lo you're and on low sleep. No, I am. I am. I am. But I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They're they're finally gonna fucking win. It's happening. Sentinels is winning a tournament. It's never happened oh before since like the the fucking Stone Age. She but they have been bro. grinding. They were oh, behind fuck. in the tech tree, but they will rise again and what come back stronger. Happening? Our city will grow, grow, grow bright and red. And ah, it's fucking happening. Sen City right. hates you right now. They no, hate it's you. happening. No, it's happening. Then it's City happening. versus the Plat Chat universe. Dude, dude that guarantee you going fight. into swap, Sean. Fuck no. No, you dude, guys are idiots. Energy. Yeah, you guys <laughs> are said, actual idiots. No. He said, fuck no. Dude, okay. But why? But why? Seriously, why? Okay. I think I think the points are pretty valid about yes. NRG. Haven't had a lot of time to flush yeah. out their map pool. So actually, that, that's the only thing. That's yo, the only thing. Actually, I, I think NRG's comp on Sunset is a little sus. They're running like a solo jet duelist. There's not much yeah. to like break stuff. I, I can see how it happens. The problem is Chet has so much time to work with. Mm -hmm. They only played two maps, or I guess three maps. Three maps. Um, they have such a good coaching staff, and Sen have played 16 best of threes this offseason. Yeah. Like, point, Captain has, has a mustache. Has there been a single team that have played Undefeated. more best of threes than Sentinels this offseason? No, and they're going to lose because of it. Fucking crazy. What? Wait, no, they're going to win because of it. It's basically I, just who like... Am I, who am I rooting for again, guys? Uh, you have confidence in the match reps or the anti-shredding? And I have confidence in the anti-shredding and the players that have won the championship. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's valid. Like, like 10? Valid, bro. I mean, like, it, with the footage. This, this, is, this could honestly be like a 50-50 like a, a or 55-45. Yeah. I think both these matches series. are so close. It is super fucking it's gonna close. It's going to be crazy, man. It's going like, to be crazy. I, I, I hope think it this is, will be this will be the fucking day for Valorant. We're eating <laughs> we are eating so fucking good on we Saturday, need to make these March the 2nd. Fives. I don't care the Pacific no, play. No. Yeah, what do you mean boo? I, I want to see. I want to see these teams play like a lot of Best of fives are too long no. and bedge. I think and Bo threes are the perfect amount. This needed to be double limb or best of five right here. Yeah, this, yeah. This is the this, yeah. this match yeah. needs. To I can get on board with double a limb, but double a limb would have been nice. Double a limb would have been nice. I mean, this 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 deserves a double a limb because Bo fives are are almost always bad. It is an exception to the rule when there is a good Bo five match. I don't care. Give me a BO5 for both these games. I don't give a fuck. I want to watch. This is, these are, we're eating good with these matches. I want to be yeah. watching them for a while. Like, yeah. are we done? They deserve it. Are we, we are done? not done. I wanted to touch on last oh, week. Oh, God. Last week's match of the week was Loud versus Sentinels. And I made a community post on our channel to vote to see who won. And of course, it was 65 35 Sentinels. For our viewers, and uh, I just want to keep track <laughs> of uh, the viewers' record oh, here. So we're going to be no. doing another no. community post tomorrow for Energy versus Sentinels <laughs> that you can vote on, and hopefully and that'll be on YouTube, right? right? That'll be on YouTube. We had like so nineteen thousand votes in the last one, so So subscribe to the YouTube shit. and make sure you vote in that poll so that you can you can give little Timmy a, a, a one to one. Yay! Or you can vote for Sentinels again and be wrong and be down O two, but at least you <laughs> oh. voted for Sentinels. It's you a beautiful the thing. Wise weekly award. Your sent. Oh, we still have to do it. There's one yeah. more segment on the show. It's why it's weekly award. Mm hmm. Mm.
Dinner's almost ready. <laughs> but right now, it's time for Wyatt's Weekly Award. <laughs> mm. Ah, scrumptious, scrumptious. Okay, this week, I want to give... It's me, Wyatt. And I'm going to give the Wyatt's Weekly Award to the VCT America's crowd who stuck around for the match of the century. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so good. They yeah. were Dude. so incredibly fun fucking cheering for the randomest shit there was children trapped in the audience there was frogs they were they were they were free. chanting for animals i don't know what was going on it's still a fever dream to me but you guys were awesome it was amazing it was the first oh. cast i've ever heard where it was only casted in memes it was so good <laughs> it was so good ludicrous game ludicrous Okay. I, I was watching the clips of it because I was catching up on it after the flight. Yeah, VOD like, this, reviewing that this was, match. Uh, yeah, I was not VOD reviewing that match, but I was like, dude, they went off the rails. It was so fun. Bastion, bro. When I heard Bastion, I was like, ah, this is getting, this is getting crazy. <laughs> like, Overwatch you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Homie called oh. John QT Bastion. Uh, the thing was Sideshow. Just so unhinged. Dude, it did not even look like him. So funny. He had though. a mustache. It's... Same mustache. Oh my God! Uh, the coach of Sentinels is is Josh. Did you guys notice that? Dude, the thing where Sancho. you had the crowd all chant tens on a B hit, and he just gets fucking pounded with you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. When they started chanting for TSM too. <laughs> when does TSM play? All right. I think we're done here. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Three hours and 18 minutes. of I've had more podcasting than sleep today. <laughs> oh, God. It's veg time. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for watching. That was Plot Chat episode. Next week, we have Plot Chat episode. Looking forward to the teams going to Madrid. Baby, Sean, thank you guys so much for joining us. If you can plug yourself or something. Thank you, guys. I love you. Tune in to the stream on Saturday. You're, no, which no, match no. you casting, baby? I got the banger one. Oh, you got the energy sent? I got the energy sent. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yes, That's yeah. going to be so sick. It's going to be so sick. And Sean, you're going to be co-streaming, I imagine? Yup. It's been fire. Are I've you been a watching... YouTube frog now? Yeah, kind of a little bit of yeah. both. Dipping my feet in yeah. both the ponds. Get some water right. from everywhere, you know? Well, nice. uh, competing co-streams. Watch any of the three guests of ours today that will be co-streaming. Thank you for, for everyone who came on. Thank you guys so much for watching and uh, be back next week. Remember to be a member and subscribe. Bye. And vote in the poll. Later. Bye. <laughs>